How's it going, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us for another edition of the ABP coming to you live from all corners of Essex County this evening. This is episode number 43 as we wrap up 2021 on the Arms Boom and Light Project. My name is Arms. Happy to have you along for the ride as always. And this is a live interactive show for everyone in Windsor, Essex to enjoy. So we certainly hope that you are going to join us with our fabulous guests who are going to join us in the next couple of minutes here on the program as we broadcast live on LinkedIn, Twitter, and on Facebook. And don't forget our past episodes are now up at armsboomandlike.com. You can find all of the podcasts and live streams there for you to jump in and join us here on the show. So lots to do, lots to get to, and lots to talk about after uh, it's been certainly a year for a lot of folks uh, to get involved and a year for folks to be somewhat connected to what's going on in the Windsor-Essex area. So I wanted to bring back, uh, I'll be honest, a couple of great guys, my friends, to the show to kind of chat a little bit about life, love. I don't know about love, but certainly things with YQG and more. So we'll be welcoming them in the next couple of minutes. But some pretty cool news before we get to some housekeeping and some episodes you might have missed. Uh, very proud of this show and what we've done in the six, seven months that we've been doing this digitally. Uh, we have a fantastic announcement to make. Uh, as of today, we were raised about $500 total from the sale of our Arms Boom and Light Project uh, mugs uh, for the live stream podcast. And we were able to present a check to the Windsor-Essex County Humane Society for $250 and the Ronald McDonald House as well for $250. So uh, very happy to say that they were on board with that. And uh, we're looking forward to doing that again in season two for 2022. So Liam was a pretty happy kid to make sure that we could make sure those uh, funds could get to uh, the Humane Society and the Ronald McDonald House at Windsor Regional Hospital. But my guests have been on the show many times. Uh, I think the Three Timers Club is only allowed to, uh, I would like to call him the, I guess, Steve Martin of uh, the friends here. If we're going to go through how many people, these guys are going to probably be on the show quite often. But this guy's coming into uh, joining episode three. Let's bring him on. Adriano Chodoli is going on. What's going on, buddy? How are you, man? I'm not too bad. You? Mm. I'm surviving, man. I'm surviving. We're having some fun. We're we're kind of kicking back, relaxing here on the show. Uh, so this is going to be a pretty good one. Thanks for joining us this evening, my man. I didn't have much else to do, so I figured why not pop in? <laughs> well, it's a good way to end out the year with Adriano Chodoli. And then we've got Adam Castle. The man, the I'm myth, going. the legend. This is uh, number two for you, sir. How are you, brother? It is. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Mm. Absolute pleasure and uh, an honor to have you back on. And then my good buddy, Mr. Ian Macri, uh, joining us too from Fight What's Lake Mason. What's going on, guys? What's going on, buddy? How are you? <laughs> good, good. Like we've got a charity case here, right? We're just we're just doing a favor for you today, right? <laughs> <laughs> we all got nothing else going on, so we might as well hop after on the, and talk nerd. After the new variant kind of canceled all the plans, I was like, yeah, I guess I'll join the show. <laughs> Omicron or arms? Omicron arms. <laughs> it's close, it's closer than you think. <laughs> like, I, I got to mask up either way. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah. 
No, seriously, it's like messed up, right? Um, where we're at right now with Omicron and everything going on. And uh, well, I appreciate you guys coming on the show, first of all. And second of all, all bets are off on the program tonight. Uh, the live feed is up and running on Facebook. I can see it. It is. Uh, but the, for whatever reason, the comments aren't coming through the feed. So I'm going to kind of jump back and forth from my Facebook in here and then, and then just kind That's of okay. read people's comments as they come in. But um, so where do you guys want to start? Let's talk about it. Right? <laughs> yeah. So people, people laugh. Just a few people say that. Well, Arms, so, you, you had mentioned that I, I'm coming back for the third time on the show. Um, yes. Much like my competitive nature when I was talking about Adam and the last time I was on, as long as he stays one below <laughs> me each time in terms of uh, of attendance on the show, it's all good. Yeah, it's it's a fragile ego we're dealing with. <laughs> Very. I don't also, have much else to look forward to with everything yeah. going on. So. Depending on today's go, we may never be invited back also. 100%. So yeah, I, I you guys are like... That. I said to Carrie when, because originally, this is going to kick me in the pants, right? I said this to Adriano, but like, I wanted Carrie to close out the season. And I was like, do you want to hop on the show? And she goes, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be on your podcast. Like flat out, she says, no, I don't. I, I am, I'm good. Well, she was and much she was smarter wanted, than us three. Well, absolutely, right? All, all four of us, she's more smart. Yeah. Than and then, and then I, she goes, why don't you ask your friends if they would like to come on your little Ooh. show? And I'm like, oh, well, thank you. I, I think <laughs> I will. Little show. Say little cute, show. The cute Those show that you do, words. that cute thing. Yeah, that little thing you do with you when you talk and, and you do things in the <laughs> yeah. basement and we tell you you're too loud. Yeah, that that thing, you know. So, no, but all, all honestly, I'm, I'm happy that you guys came on. And, um, you know, it's been a kind of a crazy year. And I know... When I've had you guys all on, we kind of talked about all of your your sort of circle of influences. You know, uh, Adrian obviously from the tourism sector. Uh, you know, Ian with you and Chantel, nonprofit. You know, the charitable sector. What you guys do, and even in the healthcare front with you, Ian. Um, and then you know, Adam with you with WeTech all, and uh, certainly connecting with so many different organizations. Uh, let's go around the horn. Um, how do you feel about this year? You know, good, bad, positive, negative. What do you think? Huh. <laughs> no one wants to start. Like, I like uh, the silence. Jesus. <laughs> so we're going I into think, 2020, uh, right? Is that, yeah, is that yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020 part two. Is that what we're recapping? That's on? right. Um, I'll, I'll start. You know what? I think 2021 was a tough year. I think everyone that I've talked to has has had the most difficult time um, this past year, whether you're on the front line or you're working behind zoom like like we do in our industry where you know you've done this now for two years talking into a screen and never making eye contact with anyone um there's all kinds of things that i think people went through in the last couple of years and everyone has gone through their own sort of struggle so uh how i feel about 2021 is i'm, I'm glad it's over uh and and really looking forward to to crushing uh what 2022 is going to look like and, and what it means for uh, for us in this community yeah i think it's um I mean, there's certainly fatigue out there, right? I'm, I yeah. think most sectors have felt it. I know, uh, speaking to some of my my friends still in in, in healthcare, um, they're obviously feeling it. Um, you know, frontline staff are feeling it. I think in in uh, restaurants and and then certainly in retail too. I mean, Ian, uh, from a nonprofit standpoint, yeah. I know you know you guys continue to pivot and do different things with Fight Like Mason too. And your thoughts on this past year? Yeah, I mean, it's been, I think, extraordinarily difficult for everyone, all things considered. I mean, it, it, really charitable sector has relied on groups getting together physically um, to either hold a gala or do, you know, small fundraising events here and there, which it really is all about rallying the community behind your cause and then ultimately, hopefully, 
get fundraising to put funds towards your your um, objectives and what you're really trying to accomplish to benefit the community. So when you really take out the core aspect, same similarly with like restaurant, like dining in is what restaurants are really all about. And you take that whole aspect away from the industry, it's uh, what do you got left, right? So uh, I think yeah. us having to pivot and we found, you know, ways to do it. And really it's just, it, that's everybody needs to find a way. And, um, and we did, so we were able, able to hold, you know, a couple events outdoors, uh, with our golf tournament and with our gold hair event. And we were still able to continue all of our programs with, you know, a couple tweaks here and there, but still being able to offer, you know, the best thing we possibly could to help, you know, the children and families in the community that were, uh, affected this year. And, uh, but looking forward to next year, uh, kind of just following suit one foot in front of the other and like, let's do what we can. And, um, what we can do is our best and that's it so yeah i mean that i love that right what all you can do is your best right and and at hrno man like we talk about this all the time through our facebook group chat and you know from a serious lens i mean it kind of goes off the rails on our facebook i love okay the four of us are on this facebook group chat that we started <laughs> and I'll, I'll like be doing the dad thing and or i'll be doing something for like i've been off this week so i like i this is the first change of clothes in like three days right yeah. um and, and, and it's like, I'll be doing something with Liam and then, or I'll be out, you know, going to grocery shopping. I'll look and I'll start laughing because it's like 50 <laughs> messages and like these gifts come through and it's like our conversations go off the rails, but <laughs> the rare, the rare, the rare part where things actually are somewhat semi-serious and we're going to talk about all sorts of different stuff here on the show. But, uh, I mean, man, yeah, five steps forward, 15 steps back when it comes to sort of the restaurant industry right now. And, um, you know, we've talked about this too, last time you're on the show, man, it's like, you know, I'll support, you know, we're doing takeout tomorrow night, right? Like we're, going out, we're going out to Tecumseh and grabbing some sushi from Nick. But like, how long is this all sustainable for a lot of these these restaurants, right? When it's, again, pivot, pivot, pivot. Well, and that's the thing, I mean, to, to, not, to touch on uh, what Adam said earlier, that 2021 was a tough year. I would say 2021 was even tougher than what 2020 was, uh, not just personally, but professionally and uh, for a lot of businesses. Uh, and, and a lot of that has to do with kind of that fatigue of the support that right out, you know, when things first started, uh, started being shut down, you know, everyone in the community uh, was like, oh, we have to rally around our, our small businesses, the hospitality industry, uh, you know, the, the tourism industry, support those businesses and give when we can. But two years later, I mean, that, that can only go so long. And now as people, you know, some people are still out of work. Some people have been leaving, uh, leaving industries that they've worked in for so long uh, after making it, you know, a pivot in their, their personal decisions for their life uh, and, and careers. Uh, it, it's been really tough uh, for a lot, of, uh, a lot of businesses this year. And again, me personally, I say it was tougher than, uh, than last year. Okay, so... We all agree it sucks, right? That's like like yeah. like like this year has sucked, right? Um, what for each of us, even not even from a professional level, but like from a personal level, what has been? There has to be some good, right? There has to be a saving grace. There has to be things that that somehow in this chaos that is life as we knew it, twenty twenty one. What has been good? Uh, you know, what have you found to be sort of a saving grace? I know, Adam, my God, man, like you're just killing it when it comes to the, the workouts and, and, and getting on a healthy track, too. I mean, that that has to be something for you and, and your lovely wife and, and, and the people that you know, too, that this is something that you can you can kind of hang your hat on and say, yeah, I've, I've managed to do this in despite of a pandemic. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think it's certainly something that you do every day, right? The the sort of the key to it is consistency. Although we did take a break this past week just to fully sort of get ourselves recharged and, and totally unplugged from normal routine and stuff. But um, normally, at, you know, it's five days a week still. So so that's huge. You know, one of the big highlights for me this last year was uh, the ride for June, Ride Don't Hide in, in June for CMHA. Um, which I was on your show for that. And that was, uh, you know, when Adriano biked 130 kilometers with me to, uh, <laughs> to awesome. what was it, Lighthouse Cove uh, yeah. out in Lakeshore. So, like, that was, uh, that was huge. Um, and sometimes I think, you know, when you go through a year, it's really hard to look back and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I did have, like, that was awesome. That was a great time. Uh, there's so much that happens between now and then that you forget about it. But that was awesome. It was a, a memory I'll never forget. No, that that was awesome, and I I am really proud of like of what Adam did. He was doing amazing. Of you, of myself, I'm really <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, being, I'm proud of myself that I knew. I'm Adam proud of being a part of your yes. yes. <laughs> I'm I'm proud of you for choosing me to go with you. It was really nice. <laughs> no, no but that was, uh, that was a great that day. He man. has really is an inspiration. It it is the commitment that he has to uh, to his health, to his his career, to to his personal life uh, is is pretty awesome. Oh, thank you, friend. Yeah, what about that. what about for you? I mean, positives in this past year, even from you know a parenting standpoint. Um, and and geez, I mean, you're you know, a lot of folks know. I think that you work you work in uh, Windsor, at Windsor Reach too, right? So yeah, it's, yeah. One of those things. It's like you got to find the positive in a lot of this stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, in terms of you know foundation wise, was um, kind of really looking at what we do and where you know how, how kind of again, with those introspective looks at ourselves. And when you kind of stop, smell the roses a little bit, you kind of get a really good idea of um, what you're all about and what your goals really are. And I think in, just in the community, there's a lot of people that really took that uh, initiative this year to be able to either make a change in career or um, just totally do a big 180 in their life. And um, and for us, it was just looking at the charity and looking at what we want to do and really set, setting ourselves some um, high level goals of what we want to achieve and where we want to go uh, with everything. And um, and then even at the hospital, right? Uh, they've been there geez, uh, 11 years uh, this year as a pathologist assistant. And um, just kind of looking at my career there and kind of looking back at how far I've come and got myself into this crazy profession uh, right out of university. And um, and uh just kind of absorbing this fact of being here in during a pandemic and uh just figuring out a way to continue to offer what we offer and you know in pathology and uh put our do our best right so i think it 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 needs to be said again like before we start getting into the goofiness and the nerdiness and everything else that we're going to be talking about today that you know because of folks like you working in the healthcare sector i don't think thanks is anywhere needed uh, or, or I should say, you guys already know that you're, you're, you're kicking ass, right. And <laughs> we, you're doing what you can, right. Like honestly. Right. And it's like, I think it just, if anything, if we could just continue to support and help you guys out, uh, where we can, I think that's so crucial for a lot of folks too. This year for, for us, it's, it's been like a whirlwind, right? Like I, uh, me personally, like I live, I, I am very fortunate that I can, um, you know, stay connected with the community and, you know, in, in the role of the Humane Society where I'm at now, it's, uh, it's a pretty good gig. Um, you know, it's some great people doing some amazing stuff too. So pretty lucky about that and um, wanted to, you know, always do this, what we're doing today and to reconnect with the three of you guys, among other folks, to kind of fill a gap and, you know, some of the fun and some of the lighthearted stuff that we used to do quite often when we used to do stuff at uh, the, what I call the old shop. 
right? And, uh, you know, that's for us a positive during the pandemic is to be able to like literally come downstairs, put my kid to bed and, you know, have a little bit of fun and do the uh, the old radio stuff, right? So it's uh, it's been a blessing. 2021 has been a blessing. It's been hard for a lot of folks too, but I think that there's some opportunities and certainly there's opportunities, I think, for folks to comment here on the show. Uh, those Comments are coming in on Facebook here. Um, Kevin actually says, looking forward to 2022, guys. Most importantly, staying healthy. Uh, Richard says, uh, hey, already looking forward to season two uh, of the show. Happy New Year to all four of you. And uh, Debbie says, good evening, gentlemen. This should be an interesting show. So no pressure, guys, to uh, do a decent show tonight. So what do you guys want to talk about? Okay, so we got all this the heavy stuff, you know, positives and negatives from this past year. What do you guys want? To, where do you want to go first? What do you feel like talking about? What's on your minds? Let's what do you dish, want to, ladies. Let's dish. Yeah, let's um, dish. Um, I think we should just for one second. I'll start it off then because I just think we, if we want to take a second, because if this is our well, maybe our inaugural or initial time we're all invited back to talk about all things geek and nerd, is that can we just appreciate for a second that we live in a time that there have been 20 plus Marvel movies all connected with a series of this cultural mosaic of comics come to life on the big screen. And never in my wildest dreams would I ever think as a kid, if you told me, oh, just wait 20 years from now, they're going to create the most like magical group of superheroes on, on the screen. And you're going to be able to watch it whenever you want. Like I would say that's, that's not true. That'll never happen. It's it's funny, like you should say that, man, because it's like, okay, I know Adriano's like not heavy into <laughs> the superhero stuff, right? But that's okay because like I've I've you know I picked his brain over the years on stuff too, but you know, I, I agree with you 100. percent It's like okay, Spider Man, the new one that's in theaters, right? And no spoilers are on the show because mm-hmm. we're not those type of people, right? But for me, not being a sports fan, and I appreciate sports. Like if you guys said to me, hey, we got tickets to the Tigers, you want to go? I'd be like, hell yeah, let's go. Guys night out. We're going, I don't know what the hell's going on. I'm yelling touchdown, right? But I'm going to go because it's a good time at, at, at uh, yeah, go. The bases are loaded. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on. It's like you're on the golf course arms. Calm down. 100%. You got a hole in one here. This is amazing. Um, But no, when you, like, when we went to go, like, Carrie took me to go see Spider-Man just a few days before the restrictions started to come into play. And... It was like, it was like I was at the Super Bowl for me, right? Like the 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 atmosphere in the theater was. I mean, even yeah. though everybody was like socially distanced, it was. I don't think I'm ever going to replicate that kind of atmosphere, honestly. And a lot of folks are fans, but it was like so. In it, despite of the pandemic and everyone wearing their masks, it was like holy cow! Like I, I just thought it was just an incredible time. Like you said, Ian, man, it's just an incredible time to be a fan of these things that I think when all of us were growing up in some force, because I know Adriano's a star Wars guy, um, you know, quite often you'd be made fun of for this stuff when you were younger. Right. I mean, you I still am now, but it is sort of like in the mainstream a bit um, that it's so widely accepted, which I think it's funny because like you have these stories that they're finally and star Wars, very hopefully is getting to that point. But I think with Marvel, it's like, you're finally tapping into what's selling your comic books and keeping it yeah. to, you know, the fans, but then also extrapolating it to folks to say, Hey, these are experience events because honestly, Spider-Man no way home. If you were to tell me what happened in the film, you know, 15 years ago, I would have thought it was never possible. Do you know what I mean? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was sort of something you only saw Saturday morning cartoons, right? And you had to imagine what it would look like <laughs> cooler and, and more in person. But but now we don't have to do that. I really like just what they've done with all of the franchises right now of, of like building out universes for everything, right? Like Marvel and Star Wars and even if you want to go super geeky, um, Last, uh, Last Airbender as well or La uh, Last Avatar. Um, they've got an entire universe that they're building for that too. It's just so cool to be a fan of anything right now because I feel like you can get your hands on the coolest stuff. Power Rangers and TMNT have a crossover <laughs> that, that I'm obsessed with. Like, why not? You know what's funny? You should say that too. It's like, you know, you talk about that kind of stuff. And then I, as I zoom into you and then of the Adriano side. It's just a close-up of him. I was like, that's fine. I, he's got a great face on like, It's all right, buddy. Thank you. I know. Well, people ask me, they're like, they're like, dude, like who's producing? I'm like, I'm doing this while you guys are talking, like we used to do. Like, I'm anyways. So then I, I gotta say this: when you say you get your hands on anything, when we zoomed up, I'm gonna bring up Adam again. No. <laughs> when you bring up Adam, yeah, you yeah. see these pretty badass exactly Power Ranger this toys in the back. A week ago, you gotta, because of you. Because of yeah, you, you were like, hey, this is on Windsor Buy and Sell. You should buy it. And I was like, all right, Martin <laughs> sends me a message, tells me to get something. I'm not going to say no, obviously. And uh, and Beth agreed uh, when I told her after I purchased it. So <laughs> Man, <laughs> that's the key. Can I ask a question about all this stuff yeah. with like Marvel? I see it. Sorry, sorry to yeah. interrupt. Can I ask a question about yeah. this? Because as someone who's not like a hardcore fan um, and just, you know, it, it enjoys enjoys watching them, you know, and enjoys it a, a little bit. How many times can they reboot an entire series or, or a character, though, before it kind of starts losing its appeal? Because, I mean, even Spider-Man, to some extent, over the last, what, 10 years? I don't even know, because years are blurring all into one now. But there's been, like, three different Spider-Mans, and then even Batman, they're coming out with a new reboot of the entire Batman, uh, uh, you know, universe with, with, yeah. Yeah, with a new... Um, with a new Catwoman again as well. Like, how, how many times yeah. can it happen before it really starts being like, oh, okay, come on, come come yeah. up with something newer or bring in new characters? You know, the Spider-Man thing, not to give it away, and and I know Ian and um, Ian, you saw it, right? I haven't seen it yet. No. I oh, shh. Okay. I know. So, okay. Well, okay. Oh, <laughs> my God. You can't have okay. this conversation. Okay. I can put my hat right. there. So, yeah, yeah, that's why he's go. like, oh, God, you guys, you guys are bastards, right? <laughs> I know. I think it's like, and I agree with you, right? But I think they're taking risks right now. And I think when you have, I don't know, we I, I've said this many times. You've got somebody who really loves the the essential lore, right? The guy who's running Marvel right now, Kevin Feige, he sort of knows what he's doing, you would think. Um, I think it's proven himself, but it's like he's taking those risks and he's making those decisions, and you're able to bring in fans and give them like, like Adam said, it's like this 15 years ago, I would have never thought this would have ever happened. Like you have these opportunities to tell these stories and then, and then the spotlight gets shifted from a, I think this is fascinating from a political angle. It's to say, was the fact that these other Spider-Man movies didn't continue on with their franchises because of bad writing or was it because of, of, of bad acting? And I'm just going to leave it at that. And I think that has been really a spotlight uh, of, 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 you know, having somebody who knows what they're doing, who knows the lore to sort of say, this is where we can go with this particular type of franchise. Right now for Batman, I could sing the, the thing on the, cause I'm a huge Batman fan, obviously. I mean, it's my bread and butter. I love them. Um, it's, I, I'm, I'm actually really happy with it. I just, 
wish DC would catch up or at least have somebody at the helm to run things like things are in Marvel so they can kind of tap into that. Because when you pick up a comic book, um, you know, you have different writers for each series, right? You'll have for different storylines, there'll be different artists and they'll be different. They'll, they'll take the character in different directions. So essentially who you know as that character, like they did this whole thing with Batman and Bruce Wayne in the comments, comics recently where they exposed his parents. His parents were always like these dotting philanthropist millionaires and they give money to the city and they were gunned down in cold blood. Well, they've totally torn that origin story on its head and made his parents to be like the shady connection to the underworld ties that maybe, I don't want to say deserved what they got, but certainly were like a lot shadier than anyone knew, or at least Bruce had this in his mind. So then Alfred was part of that, but now he's not because he realized how there, and it's like this whole, like who's lying kind of thing. Um, I thought it's fascinating as opposed to like, Oh, my parents were gunned down and I'm going to be a vigilante by night and trained insanely to make it happen. Right. But I get it. Like, I think, I think they do need to take risks. And I think they tried that earlier this year with the Eternals. And um, I don't know, it's a mixed bag on that. Like, I, I'm still going to watch it. I've read all the reviews about it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting for Disney Plus. But Adam was shaking I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Adam, you saw it? You were like, no. I don't, I, so I'm not. So uh, I love, so why I love current stringer movies is because you, you can go two different directions with everything, right? Like, you can go the way we were brought up with cartoons back in the day where it's like super colorful and kind of campy and it's not really serious. And then there's like the ultra dark stuff, a la like Batman trilogy, Dark Knight trilogy, where it's like totally perfectly toned and all that kind of stuff. That's what they're doing more of now, even with Spider-Man. Like it's got some funniness to it, but it's very much like the darkness is there and, and the, the interest in the context around the stories and stuff. I think too as well, like reading comic books growing up, there's a million versions of every single story for every hero. So, like, as they keep rebooting it, for me anyways, I'm just like, cool, I haven't seen this exact version of it, right? Like, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, is supposed to come out at some point. We haven't seen that version of Spider-Man yet unless you played the game. Like, stuff like that, you get these different, like, peeks into the, the world of it um, that I think are really cool. Or at least uh, someone that, like, read the different versions of, of superheroes growing up. Yeah, and I think that, yeah. like... Yeah, sorry. I was like saying the Marvel method that's been adapt like now casts this enormous shadow, right? I mean, every other company, like sister company, is say Warner Brothers or really any other um, universe setting up type of pop culture-y, you know, geeky, whatever type of series that you want to kind of portray on the big screen, it, it's in the shadow of Marvel. Like oh, yeah. no one has been able to interloop all of these you know, pieces from each different superhero or how are you going to do all these Easter eggs and connect this story to this story? And really, and, and that's what they've done, right? They've just spent the time. And I think arms, like you said, like having Feige at the top and having this, like, I don't think that they had this like clear cut plan. Iron Man comes out in 2008 and they're like, this is what we're doing. I have this yeah, whole map, sure. world map. Yeah, it's definitely the next 25 years. Yeah. It's an as you go thing, but I think it's been that, that idea but just so carefully looked at. And right. and then, you know, they tried to do that with Justice League or they're still trying to do that with, you know, the DC extended universe, right? As they call it. But um, I think it's just their stop, just focus on making like what Marvel does, like tell the story about the character first. And for the most part, you know, 90% of the Marvel movies have been super successful in doing that. And, you know, now it's just, which one's going to be not as great as the next one? Right. So that's, it's yeah. hard, right? Cause you're now comparing all this, this whole string of greatness to 
to each other and arms like you said with spider-man like being in the theater i think the seeing Endgame opening night yeah and the, like the portals opening and like i'm like i'm gonna have goosebumps right now if you like zoom in my camera <laughs> because i just have to think about it for like 40 like four milliseconds and i'll relive that moment every time i see it like if i watch it or even hear the song it's like it just brings this whole like rush of like this is the greatest moment in superhero culture ever is watching this moment happen and it's like i'm smiling so much thinking about it <laughs> just thinking about it because it was so cool and like the extent like having the audience erupt when that happens or cat picking up mjolnir for the first time like those were like crazy moments that as a kid you would never see but it's just like the most mind-blowing thing uh to watch happen a couple of comments coming in the feed here as uh, we continue on. And folks, usually we have the comments pop up on the feed, but um, I'm trying to schedule these, especially for season two, so people get reminders, because I often get like emails after the fact saying, hey man, I missed your show with Adriano, or I, I saw that Ian and Chantel were on and stuff like that. I, you know, Adam was on, I missed it. You can always catch it on the podcast afterwards up within like an hour of the show and uh, the live streams are on YouTube. So I'm trying to schedule it so it comes up as a notification, but uh, some comments here. Uh, Beth commenting, she going, yes, Marvel, hashtag Marvel <laughs> Universe. Uh, Colleen says, um, wow, Adam, that's pretty epic. I think we actually have some Power Ranger toys at home. Colleen, let us know your price. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. And Sammy, my boy, I love Sammy. Used to see him at the Spitfire Games all the time. Sammy Uprichard saying, uh, hey, join the show, guys. Thank you. And then uh -huh. Colleen saying, uh, hey, the old Batman is always the best as well. Um I agree with you, man. It's like um, these are these seminal like moments, but I don't know. Like I, I kind of want to say like you know, like we like it's like required viewing for our house, right? Like I've got Carrie wrapped into the whole Marvel stuff, and to a point, Star Wars. Although I will say this, I twisted her arm, figuratively speaking, last night, and I said, "You got to sit down." She's watching Yellowstone right now on Netflix. Um, I don't know. I'm not, unless it's superheroes or Star Wars, I'm just like, yeah. you know. Um, so I said to her, I'm like, book of Boba Fett is on and Boba Fett's my, my guy from star Wars, man. Like that was my guy. I think everybody's guy. So you got to watch it. So we watched the first episode and I'm, I'm going to love it. I'm going to say that I'm going to love it. I get what they're trying to do. <laughs> Just couldn't um, get into it. No, it was good. It was good. But like for Carrie, she's like every, she goes, why? And, and I, I'll agree with her on this. She goes, why in this massive galaxy? with endless stories and all these space wizards and things like that, are they always on this sand planet of this Tatooine thing? And I'm like, she's like, it's like everybody's running into each other on Tatooine. Like, are there not more? And I'm like, you have a point. I will say this. You, you do have, and I think it's a nostalgia factor, but I, I thought it was pretty good. It just, I, I know what they're building. It's just, listen, Mandalorian season two comes out and I'm like, it's like I'm watching movies unfold in my eyes. Like you've got like Bill Burr as Mayfeld. Yeah, you have so like good, all yeah. these Bill Burr as Mayfeld so okay, as, as the ex stormtrooper, right? Had more development as a guy who used to be a part of the empire and was not a part of the empire. And then the redemption arc that he had in season two to then kind of be like this anti-hero. Then yeah. Finn did all oh, of man. the sequel trilogy from Disney. So it's like, I want Star Wars to be good because I love Star Wars so much. I really do. I want it to be epic. Ditto. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, 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 the, that's the hard part too, right? Is that like we build up these characters in our mind so much. Like Boba Fett's probably like one of the biggest pulp culture um, ex um, 
of this because nobody knew really anything about him. He had like what, like five lines in, or like exactly, literally yeah. nothing. And like his screen time was so short, but it was just like the presence of him is terrifying. And he's just this, you know, complete badass character that is surrounded by mist and, you know, and, and that's what he's been locked, locked, locked onto since, you know, return of the Jedi. And then now and we get this cool whole thing. Suit. Yeah. And the suit is sweet. Oh yeah, for sure. And like the way it looks and like, his demeanor and his everything's so cool it's just that if you built up this character so much in your mind and it's like i was hoping <laughs> that <laughs> people aren't going to do right. that for anyone that we talk about aren't yeah, going yeah, to yeah, be yeah, upset yeah, pretty much if they go in a different direction or don't do him justice right that's the hardest part about being so attached internally to a fictional character is that you know, everybody has an opinion about every character. Yeah. I mean, there's only one perfect one. It's Captain America, but you know, besides that, yeah. <laughs> and Robert Downey Jr. and like everybody's cast so well. But you know, if if it they don't represent what you felt like they should, you're gonna be like, this is crap. That's that's not my Boba Fett, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> well, isn't that kind of like what happened with uh, Cowboy Bebop when they uh, when they released it on Netflix? Is that it had such that that large following, and then once they put it into live action everyone kind of went nuts saying, well, this isn't, this isn't what I expected it to be. And they canceled it before <laughs> like, what was it? two mean, weeks after they launched it. They announced, okay, it's done. It's so hard to get right. Right. Like when you've got a cartoon or you've got source material, like a book, like I remember feeling the same way about when I went to watch um, Lord of the Rings, like the first trilogy that they did and having like read the books and grew up on them for my stepbrother and then going to see them in real life and like things were missing or like some of the armor was different from what you pictured. And you have to sort of be like, okay, it's obviously not going to be exactly the way my 12 year old imagination <laughs> crafted it, but it's close and we'll take it. So I, I have a question for you guys. Sorry, sorry to be the interviewer now. If is there anything from a, a cartoon or a comic book or a book from your childhood that you kind of wish was given that new movie magic uh, nowadays Dude. that hasn't been done? Give me a button too. Right I'm off, like, right, right, right off the cup, right off the cup, right here. Okay, I have a story about one of them. Okay, fan right off the cup. You give me yeah, a budget. I've been writing for years, guys. Already been writing it. Yeah, I've already been writing it. Honestly, I would pay money, like hard earned money, to go see a badass. Either it's a like a Disney Plus show, okay, but you got to like give it multiple or if it's movies got to be multiple movies like harry potter like plot that no okay plot it out i want to see gargoyles oh yeah that'd be cool in live action <laughs> that'd be cool i need to see and that'd like bring good. back Riker, jonathan frakes as, as xanatos right yeah. like bring back the tng cast and like do the voiceovers for like the cgi gargoyles that you know you're gonna do like you guys know what i'm talking about right the disney yeah, that, that's the one incredible. that i would think in my head as well oh, and i think it's such like an in my opinion, I feel that can go really dark, which I think would right? be phenomenal. Uh, if, if, I if, also if, if, feel if they like they ruined it so easy too, though, because it's very close to them being like, all right, they sparkle when the sunshine comes out and then everyone <laughs> falls. You know what I mean? Like it's a hair's breadth away from being a Twilight movie. So they have to be careful <laughs> with that material. <laughs> That's a good point. I think that oh, would be really more like a limited series though versus like a, yeah. a prolonged show yes. or yes. just a one-off movie. As yes. long as you get – okay, you get Xanatos in there. You get uh, – uh, Desmona in there, right? You got to like eventually bring her in, like the love interest. Now she's like villain with Xanatos, like Gargoyle. And then you got to bring in Macbeth. Macbeth, when I was Sweet a kid, 
what he was like i was like who is this like honestly got me into shakespeare i'm like i'm like these are actually books like this is a character like i'm like this is like this is amazing and i'm like this is nothing like gargoyles i start reading the shakespeare stuff right you're, was, you're at school no. and you're quoting gargoyles Gar- and your teacher's like no arms that's that's, that's not that's actually shakespeare and you're like never mind macbeth it's <laughs> it's great it's on saturday morning it's awesome Dude, St. Christopher's, 1994, I had like a sewing case, <laughs> sewing case box of pogs. And mm-hmm. and I had all the gargoyle pogs and the slammers. And I go around saying. and I made the other kids, or at least I attempted to, call me the pog father. Like you know, this should be the movie that they should be making. Right here, right here. That's, that's what needs to be magic. So bad. I told Carrie that she goes, "Oh my gosh, you're such a loser." And I'm like, "I was, I really was." And we would play Pogs until they outlawed it at our school yeah. because like kids yeah. were like getting beat, like coming to school with like money. But anyways, gargoyles for me, like somebody like Disney, they're sitting on a gold mine. Like take my money. And the other one was, I know like people are whatever about this i i mean i love the new ducktales we started watching that on disney plus liam loves it i think it's great because david tennant uh who plays one of the doctor who's um and also was uh um the villain in jessica jones um he's the voice of scrooge mcduck but i'd love to see a new darkwing duck i love darkwing duck too so those are my two cartoons no gummy bears no gummy no. bears gummy bears too <laughs> gummy bears was really good too Tailspin, all those things, you know? Tailspin, yeah. All, if you notice, all have phenomenal entrance songs. Oh, yeah. Phenomenal music linked to Some all of the of best, shows. They don't make them like that. They don't make them they like just, that. They really, I don't want us if, to sound real old here, but they do not make them like that anymore. There's oh, no good entrance like songs to anything. That's even if they're doing entrance songs now. That's now true. They're, I know. They're not. Yeah, it's like words three that. words. Or, yeah. yeah, it's just a couple bars of song. Well, I blame TikTok for that. I mean, I'm guilty of TikTok. Like this, this the TikTok, as Adriano says to me every time we're on, I'm like, get on the TikTok. Um, but I like Carrie gave me shit this week because she was like, I'm off this week and I'm literally like, I'll fall in the TikTok hole. I'll be laying on the couch and I'll be like, I'll be like, start laughing. And I'll say, oh, well, she's sitting two feet away and I'll start setting her TikToks. Right. And she's like, you got to get off that. You'll fall into a hole. Right. Um, but there's some good stuff on there. Uh, there's some comments here I wanted to get in here. Colleen, we got a lead for you here, Adam. She says, uh, I'm actually, while I'm listening to you guys, looking for my Power Ranger people or things. Uh, if I can find any, you guys can pick them up for free. Let's do this. Whoa. Colleen, thank you so much. Merry Christmas. Uh, Beth says, uh, the lovely Beth says here, Street Sharks. There's another one. Yes. Uh, Animaniacs, Rugrats, Wishbones. Yeah. What's, what's Wishbone? And, uh, Wishbone? I've never heard of. We Wishbone. talk about Wishbone often. Wishbone was the live action. It was the dog, yeah. what's and the he would like Wishbone? recreate classic novels. Yes, he, he <laughs> got it. It was so good. That's how I know Shakespeare. The only reason I know Shakespeare is because Wishbone was once Romeo. It was a weird episode, but but great. here's the thing I want to touch on that for, and I, I talk about like it's so funny you mention this because I would never watch Wishbone. Like why as a <laughs> eight-year-old or whatever why would i ever tune in purposefully for that but now kids have a choice of whatever they want to watch when we were young growing up watching cartoons whatever you just had to sit through whatever was on like if you're watching be on saturday or whatever or whatever cartoon programming you had you sat through everything because you were waiting for the show three ahead but you've kind of had to watch everything in between but like kids will never now choose wishbone on purpose 
So like you would never have had those experiences. And I maybe mean, you know, not. Like, I disagree. I would always chose choose wishbone on purpose. Oh, that's just chosen. <laughs> Anytime you get a dog that reenacts famous <laughs> novels, I'm in. Like 100% in. You're all in. He once hunted a whale. Moby Dick. He hunted it on TV. <laughs> three he's 13 pound dog like let's go do you guys remember the show it was like uh the animated show it was cops it was and they were like futuristic cops Mm -hmm. and the dude had like a like a grappling gun but it was like a uh handcuff they did such weird stuff like that in the 80s eh? where it was like a totally normal like cops was one of them ducktales was another or no no no, uh mighty ducks disney did that mighty ducks where it was like all of a sudden they're real ducks and they're just like the ninja (laughs) turtles but they also play hockey like it just none of it made sense (laughs) they're like it's the 80s kids will buy toys it's fine Make it into a cartoon. Which I'm, there's a new show. I think it's on Netflix right now with the guy from Saturday Night Live. Who kind of it's a whole series that kind of makes fun of all that. Um, I can't remember the name of it because it was an absolutely ridiculously long name. Um, but it's hilarious because for for anyone that's our age, it absolutely touches on just the ridiculousness of of all that. Like one of the things, it's a cartoon of this dinosaur that came to Earth, but he's a skateboarder. Uh, okay. like yeah i'm sold i'm sold yeah 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 it, but i i agree with you but half the things that you guys are even talking about i don't even remember any of this um and i know adam usually make fun of me saying like what world did i come from that i, I don't remember so much older you're so yeah. much older than the rest of us so he's, I, he's I always joke like around and stuff as a kid he's I was a child of immigrants. Back. I don't know. I ball, don't. He, had, he had ball in a cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. <laughs> pretty much oh, all it was. God. One of those Jacob's ladders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember those? Because they're like, you're like, I could do a magic trick. Wait, like, you, no. you guys weren't playing dominoes? Yeah. <laughs> no, no one else. Oh, God. So good. So good. So, yeah. Lots of nerdiness happening on the show tonight. Um, we are... Uh, Colleen, by the way, updating here. Uh, uh, she goes, I'm actually still looking to him. Listen, guys, now um, I'm going to send pics as soon as I get them. Colleen, we're going to be doing an overtime on the show tonight. So send those pics and I'll try to post them here for the guys and uh, see what we can do. My wife, Carrie, is joining the chat. She says, uh, I was actually obsessed with gargoyles. So that's amazing. Oh, it's nice, um, it's nice and- that she's still watching, even though she said she was never going to be on the show. Right, like, <laughs> like, like, talk it. about like the flip flop. Doesn't right? want to be here with any of us. It's different. It's no. totally different. No, and then she's like, she'll like. It's funny because she'll like, oh, I'm not watching the show, or like, oh, whatever, I'm not going to listen to the show. And then I'll come upstairs, and then she'll be like, oh, you did this, and you should have did that. Getting <laughs> <laughs> right? criticism. Watching. Right, like constructive criticism. All right. So outside of the nerdiness and everything going on, what else do you find, gentlemen, want to talk about? You want to talk about. Um, life in as as you know when we're all we're all in our <laughs> late thirties, forties, early thirties, forties, fifties, early thirties, fifties. Oh come on now, come on. I, I may be the oldest one here, but I'm nowhere near. <laughs> well, how old are you? How old are you? I'm me. Yeah, forty. I had to think about it for a second because I still feel like nowhere near my age, um, mentally, anyways. Um, forty, <laughs> forty-one. Oh shit. 40. Oh shit. Screw off. Oh shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> there was like an audible 40. gasp there. Oh. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> yeah, you guys, you gotta be careful when you're lifting things. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> I I be careful. Of getting off the couch and out of bed. 
Yeah. Like, you got one of those to sit back down to rest? Well, they you got one of those medical just... alert bracelets just in yeah. case, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, 40. I just turned 40. What about, what about you, Castle? What about, what you, what 34. You? Uh, 35 is July. So, yeah. God bless yeah. you. Yeah. Ian? Uh, 33. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm Must be bay. nice. Must, be, must nice. be nice back there and born in 88. I remember, nice. I remember <laughs> I'm the, the old, wise, mature one here. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, we have you. <laughs> Thank goodness. You're like, sage wisdom. Dude, if this were like Golden Girls, you'd be like Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> What's like, wrong with that? Half Sicilian. <laughs> That's an awesome about, Picture this, Sicily, 1912. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get to be Dorothy, right? No, no, it would be would it be Betty White or Dorothy who's the the third? How do I even know this? Because you're like, if they could do another movie, a movie of Golden Girls, that was your second choice. I totally would watch it. They team up together. They form a giant robot and they protect us all. Yeah, done with the line. With the screenplay right now. Oh, so good. Can you imagine though? Like if the. Oh, God bless. Because Betty White, she just turned 100, right? Like, God bless her. First. She turned 100. She'd be 100 years old. Yeah. I feel like incredible. she just turned 90 last year. Right? That's like the no, weirdness of time. That was, ten, right that was now. 10 years ago. No, she just ago. turned 100. Last year was 10 years ago. <laughs> 2020. Thanks for the math, Adam. Thanks for the math. Last year was 10 years. It's fine. <laughs> Is the pandemic? You don't. You don't get it. You all know it seriously, though. We went 2018 and then 2022, and there's I think just everything in the middle. Yeah, I think everything took a pause. 2019, <laughs> just there was a pause. Those years don't yeah. count after that for a little bit, and then we'll the mulligans. So you just do them over. I think that's how it goes. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So Beth, Beth has like the best comment. She goes, "Just four guys on a." Friday, uh, Thursday night chatting about <laughs> she's, Golden Girls. She's, she's, she's like, what are you guys talking about tonight? And I was like, I don't know, like nerd stuff. You know, she's Golden like, just four guys talking about nerd stuff. Huh? That would be a cool episode. And I was like, all right. No one's tuning in. Wives. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, I don't even know how she wasn't on Golden Girl tangent, but um, I think I we let her ride. We just let her ride. Ryan Reynolds, so like, huge Golden Girls fan, if you guys didn't know, too. Really? Massive Golden I Girls I didn't know that. He is. Yeah, I saw he's something like, like he's like loves Betty White, right? Loves Betty White. I think he did something huge yeah. for her her birthday, too, or whatever. But um, on his Deadpool swords, his actual movie swords, it says B. Arthur on each one of his swords. And like <laughs> it's literally engraved like it's like a scripture. It looks It's so cool. So he's like a massive, massive fan. So if it's cool for him, it's cool for us, right? Because he's like... 100%. Almost as manly as it gets. I was going to say, so. this isn't doing much better. Though. Okay, we're talking about Golden Girls now. We're talking about Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> I said we're dishing, guys. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're dishing. He's a funny dude, though, right? Like, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, no, I essentially, though, as much as I love him, he, like, plays the same guy. Like, he's like Will Ferrell, right? Yeah. He plays same, yeah, essentially the same character. But yeah. he knows his thing, right? He knows his thing. It's, okay. it's making him his money. People are still eating it up, so... To the it point works. where I watched, I don't know if you guys saw the one where he played Detective Pikachu, but I oh, watched yeah, so that and enjoyed it. And I was like, all right, Ryan, <laughs> okay, I see what you're doing. I'll watch it. It's fine. I'll take it. And uh, and I did. It was fine. Last one I saw with him, I didn't see, I want to see the Pokemon movie. I didn't see it yet. Um, Carrie's brother is like right into Pokemon, right? Um, I've never really got into it, but I like, I respect it. So I'd love to see him like in it because I think it's on Crave TV now. But last thing I think it was honestly was like Deadpool 2. Uh, or no, Free Guy. 
Correction. Free Guy was good. Solomon Free Guy. Yeah, that was pretty good. Notice that's the latest one that was on uh, on Netflix, I think. With him and the Rock. With him and the Rock. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it's the same old, right? Hundred percent. Yeah, it's just a buddy cop character. I'm pretty sure that one was like written change. by an algorithm. Like, there's no. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. There's <laughs> just like explosion here and. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going. Do you guys think Rock that, for president? Yeah. Is that he, happening? I, I've tuned out the run? outside world. I don't think like, he's actually. I don't know if, if he's half serious about it, but I think it's been talked about multiple times about I mean, Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Yes. The yeah. Rock. Like. The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, yeah, he's is great. Not, would want to be president. Like, I think he's actually half considered it. Like, and not not to offend anyone, and I apologize if I kill your your uh, watch. Uh, you know, the people watching your show arms. It's all good, brother. All good. It's America. He would probably win. Probably win. like <laughs> like not. To, that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, well, he could win. Depends, but, I mean, it depends if it's like if it's him versus Trump on a bill. Like that's. Well, I mean, I, I personally just think WWF as well. I, that's the thing. I personally just think he would get all the WWE fans going out and voting for him that have probably never voted before, <laughs> and he'd win in the landslide. Like I, 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 I don't doubt anything anymore that happens over there. It's kind of just like okay, yeah. Right. It's like, yeah. I, I, I kind of heard there's rumbling and there was rumblings of like Oprah, right. Going for president or at least sticking her neck out for it. And then where's the other one too? Dr. Oz now is running for Senate. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I, I just don't have all I don't, celebrities from daytime TV just it. taking well, over that's all it, is. it doesn't even matter with Dr. Oz, like all the negative things that are written and said about him and, uh, you know, the, the, whether it's lawsuits against him and just the, the fake stuff he was peddling and everything. None of that even ma- None of that matters. None of that matters whatsoever. In order for him to run and get the presidency, I think he should have to fight Dr. Phil in a no holds far. <laughs> right. And just see who comes out on top once and for all, because I'm pretty Seems sick fair. and tired of Phil. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Phil is um, for his money. he's a different dude. They're both different <laughs> dudes, right? Um, Oprah, I, I I like Oprah. I think she's I, I I respect Oprah's story. I think we've I think when Adriano we were talking about this when you were on one of the times that we we're we we're kind of diving deep. Like I went to when we were in Chicago back in 2016. Gary and I we went to. Uh, the NBC affiliate where she got fired and imagine being the program director of the place that fires Oprah back in like the early eighties. Like how, like, that's how do you feel? Right. (laughs) But it's like, I like Oprah because I think she knows what her audience is. And I think she filled, I mean, she got fired for showing too much emotion and then she, you know, made a multi-million dollar business out of it. Right. And then she brings up people like, Oz and Phil, and I think there was a few others through the years, right? Oh, um, so many, yeah. That she sort of discovered and, and helped get into the spotlight, and for sure, authors. I don't, and, I, don't yeah. I, I don't agree with like. I mean, he can run for office, whatever, but it's like, I don't know. I just like, when was the last time? Did you ever, do you ever think you would see Doctor Oz walk through um, assisted living? project and say like here's yeah. the issues right like you'd never see like i i don't know maybe he has but i i highly doubt it but i mean in you reality know? though people don't even 
like people say they care about that stuff and I'm sure they do to some extent, but anytime it comes down to actually voting, no one votes about anything, whether someone actually has a grasp of, uh, uh, of what's happening or, or what is needed. It, it's, it's yeah. never, that's never how, how people vote anymore, ever. At least the majority. What I do like about Oprah is that she gets in, she would set us all down, at least everyone in America, and have a soul session with just every <laughs> single person and just be like, what's, what's going on? Let's sit down and talk. What is, what's your problem? What are you angry about? Let's fix it. And then it's like, reach under your seat. You get, you get some tax relief. You're getting stimulus you relief, and you're getting a stimulus seat. and you're getting <laughs> a stimulus. Yeah. I like the one, there, there was a, a gif on, uh, uh, on the the internet of her when she's pointing and you know and screaming and it's because she released bees into the audience <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that is like one of my favorite <laughs> i don't care how old it is that is one of my favorite uh favorite gifts totally classic <laughs> uh just what a world we live in gentlemen i don't know I don't know. Everybody's times. drinking tonight, though. We should say that. <laughs> it's wild times. Was that guys. me kicking the bottles yeah, that were by my feet? <laughs> this is about as hard as I go, boys. So. Yeah. Adam's it's... doing the bubbly. I've got uh, – well, I was drinking tea, and then I decided to do the vodka lemonade since I had the my buddies on. So I got the, vo the vodka lemonade and the uh, Joker cup. Well, like I, I didn't have anything, and then Arms was like, "What are you drinking?" I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I ran to get something right as the show was starting, and I started panicking. So I brought like four <laughs> bottles. <laughs> of I don't know what to get. I don't know what to get. I love it. You need options. Just options, right? But I, ha I have like one of everything. I have an. I think I have an Irish whiskey, a bourbon. It's actually for for quick thinking. I was like, that was good. A Canadian, and then a, a Scotch. So I mean, I'm, Honestly, I got all my if you brought less to this, we'd be so disappointed with you, Windsor Eats. We really would. <laughs> I said that. if you brought less to this sitting, oh. we'd be really disappointed <laughs> in you. I've never, I've never been one for, uh, for just you know, kind of doing yeah, the minimum. Yeah, even. I'm surprised you're not like I have an IPA right here. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say I have an IPA. <laughs> here it is. I have an IPA in my arm. It's. Available in the bevy box. No, the IPA is in the fridge. Oh. <laughs> I didn't touch that one. I tried. I miss <laughs> those days, though, man. You know, I like I miss those days where we could, you'd have like the the craft beer fest, right? And we would, I said that to somebody the other day. Um, you know, we'd do the shoot at six, and we'd have you on, and we would never rehearse anything. And then I've said this many times when you were on the show before, but it's like. And then I'd stick around after the broadcast. I'd pack up the truck, and then we, you and I would have a couple of beers as you're putting out fires left and right. Like those were, it's like to quote Andy from the office. It's like I wish people would let you know that the, you're in the good old days while they're happening. Or I probably butchered the hell out of that, but yeah. you know what I mean. Like close completely. enough. <laughs> yeah, completely. Andy, for an Andy quote. Close enough for an Andy quote. We'll yeah. take it. I um. I don't even know uh, if you said the yeah. right name. <laughs> I don't know. Andy, Andy Carl's no, from, Andy uh, from the office, right? Yeah, I think That's it's it. like I wish. I wish if you, I wish you knew you knew you were in the good old days. Thank like you. When you Thank were you. in them, or something like something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Honestly, it's one of my favorite lines of the whole show. Like, and they leave it to like obviously the last episode, but um, that that line stuck with me. Like, pretty heavy. Like, it's like you're totally right. Like, it's such a great sentiment to think about it like that when we breeze by all these opportunities or, you know, experiences that we have in our lives. And then, you know, 
we always look back at it like, oh yeah, I remember we did this or well, those were the good old days of doing that. And it's like, you never thought about it at that time of like the stopping and smell the roses, right? Of like, holy crap, this is really cool. I mean, some you do for some things, right? But try to make those mental notes about things that happen or whatever you're a part of. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, looking back, it's, it's pretty crazy. I know, I'm going to say something that's probably a little bit blasphemous. And I mean, Mind you, during the pandemic, I had nothing else to do. At arms is laughing. You don't even know what I'm going to say. You're already laughing. We're, we're all just like, Jesus. I'm just waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm, covering like, their I'm butchering office quotes, so I don't know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> it's with the office. Like, obviously, during during the pandemic, like, you know, it, I, I think I joked with arms before saying, I, I think I finished Netflix. Like, I think I went through everything <laughs> on it. But, like, I watched The Office, but... It was okay. Like it was, I, I never understood why, <laughs> like I never understood how some people got like obsessed and crazy about it. Like, I mean, yeah, it was good. It was good. Like, but I just, I never got like for me, Michael Scott that really surprises me really because you're such a lover me. of comedy. No, I, I, there were some aspects of it. I really liked, but some like some aspects. Oh, well, <laughs> like, okay. We'll, we'll go with uh, Steve Carroll, right? Brilliant, like how Sorry, he Carell, Stephen Carell, Stephen Carell, yeah, yeah, whatever. Clearly, I like that Stephen Carroll. He's real good on that show. No wonder you only like parts of it. But and I'm only on glass two right now. But you've got twelve bottles, so we're yeah. But like. The way he he acted as that that character was brilliant. Like it was it was top notch, and and the reason I know that's because it irritated me so much. Like he I I cringed every single time uh, when he was doing something, and it just like I, I, there was points where I actually had to stop watching the show for what felt like a few days, but in reality it was probably like an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> as we were locked down. But like, like I had to stop watching because I was like, no, he was getting under my skin too much. But yeah, like I've gone a deep dive into the office too. Like I've listened to like the office ladies podcast. Like I'm a big office fan. I have like assistant to the regional <laughs> manager. Or I can't even see it. So it's like, there you go. There we um, go. But um, yeah, like just all aspects of it. They, the, what goes on to make that show was crazy. Like the, how it, insane they went into detail about like continuity and um, just like the writing and having like all the writers actually participate in the show to being involved as the characters, I think elevated at least, I mean, I'm on office rewatch, like, I don't know, like Chantel and I are on probably like, well, like 13 to 15 times and we've watched the whole series, but um. But yeah, I just have tremendous respect for all of it. And I, I still laugh at like new things that I just didn't find as funny the first round or first 12 rounds. And now it's just it's just such a good show. Uh, to me, Dwight, I mean, uh, as I'm oh, sure with a lot yeah. of people, mm-hmm. that was, is it bad that I, I don't, I don't want to say I related to him. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's just about right. He's a strong actually. personality. He's a strong personality. Arms, you're so kind. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's a strong person. Dwight, do, like Dwight, like he just got better. He was like the Kramer mm-hmm. of the show, right? Where it's like you almost expected the whack, and then they built up this whole subset of like secondary characters, like Moe's and <laughs> and his mom and his babysitter. Like my favorite episode, even though it's the most cringiest, is when Michael and Jan have the dinner party, 
So and oh, yeah. it's so good. And he brings his old babysitter and he like makes a sexual comment. And it's like, I, I laugh every time. And like Michael does the whole thing. He's got the 13 inch flat screen. Here's the flat screen. Yeah. Here's flat our you can do this. Here's where I sleep. Yeah. I, I'm actually surprised they never did a spinoff with him. Like if, they, if he was willing to, I don't even know if he was willing to or not, but the, the last season, uh, there was an episode where they, they do the whole show on his farm mm-hmm. and it was called, it, it was, I think the episode was called the farm and, and it is NBC's way of doing like a backdoor pilot. So they introduced like his cousin, his sister, his sister had a kid, his sister is like totally normal and it tested very poorly with office fans. Like it was actually one of the lowest rated office episodes, but when you're comparing it to some of the episodes that they've had, um, I mean, it's still got views. So it was their way of saying, let's try this. And then if it works, we'll kind of go in that direction with, they were going to call it the farm. I, I remember because I'm, I'm Carrie and I are huge office fans too. Right. So um, yeah, it's just such a good show. Like I, I, I mean, me personally, yeah. like I will, we'll like, like you and Ian and Shan, and Shan uh, Ian, like, well, Carrie and I will just sit there and like put it on rewatch on, on Netflix, right? But so you're like not in like super into it, right? But that's okay. And and it's okay. It's okay. That's okay. That's all right. Right. I can say I appreciated it. I can appreciate why people liked it, but I will say, like, it did kind of fall apart, or not fall apart, but it, it faltered a little bit after Michael left. Right. Like there yes. was that moment of like, okay, we're missing something here. Whereas, yeah. but I, I do think they ended it perfectly. Like I think oh, that man. last episode, the wedding was so good. And they sort of combined it. It actually reminds me, not reminds me, but um, Parks and Rec is another show that's so, so good. And I think in that same sort of style, like I don't think it would exist without The Office in terms of how they shot it and, you know, two camera, direct to camera, mm-hmm. sort of that mockumentary style stuff. Um, but another like almost brilliantly perfect show all the way through uh, it was Parks and Rec too. Yeah, I like Parks and Rec. I can fully, you don't have to get mad at me for that one. I like Parks and, <laughs> I like Parks and Rec. I thought, I thought that one was a really good one. But, I think it reminds me a lot of like Windsor too, the first small city stuff. Oh yeah, absolutely. Actually, okay. Arms, I, th- I feel like you'd like it a lot because it's very much like small town politics and how absurd it is. And so there's, <laughs> yeah, well, you'll, you would love you'll it. understand you it. You'll, you'll see it. You'll see it. Oh my God. I was saying to somebody, no, I tried. I we I didn't. I I honestly tried to get through three or four episodes. It's like I got as far as where they introduced Chris Pratt as Leslie okay. Nope's dodgering boyfriend, and I was like, yeah, not super into it. And I I got to push through because I do love. I did see clips of Ron, and <laughs> I'm like right into that. Right, like I think he's hilarious. Um, is his name Ron? The guy with the mustache? It is. Or yeah, Ron. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I've, I've seen like memes Ron's and clips. Ron's yeah. Ron Swanson, thank you. Um, but the other one I tried to watch and I got into and then it just fell off the wagon too was um, Community. Um, oh, Community is great. That yeah, like, I, I was miss. binging it. And I then watched I just, that cover to cover too. Yeah, again, once they lost, uh, unfortunately, Chevy Chase cut out and it just wasn't – it didn't have the same heart after that. But uh, but it was really, really funny. And like discovered so many people too. Like Childish Gambino, that was like the first time that he was anywhere, right? Um, and he made a huge splash on that show too. Donald Glover, otherwise known as Lando Calrissian, to bring also, it back to the right. <laughs> right, good old Lando. Um, I have to say though, not comedy, but the one the one show that I flew through each uh, each season was The Witcher. 
I really oh, got into that one. I really yeah, liked it. Yeah. I, so I don't understand anything uh, that's going on yeah. in that first season, but in the second half, and then there's so much better flashback and it's yeah. a, no, flash forward. Was, I don't know. They got a lot of negative feedback about how season one was, where there was a lot of flashbacks and that, you know, uh, what's his name? I'm going to butcher his name again. Henry, Henry Cavill, Cavill, Cavill. Nailed it. Actually, <laughs> actually nailed it. You keep repeating it the same way over and over and over again. <laughs> until it becomes right or sounds right anyways. Um, that he wasn't, he barely talked <laughs> during, uh, during season one. All that changes in season two. Uh, and so now the people, but it's interesting because now the people that were really focused on how it was in the books mm-hmm. are upset that it doesn't follow the books to a T, uh, but it's actually gained a larger following now because of how it how it takes place. But apparently season three is going to go back to the books, which to me, I've never read the book, so I have no no clue. I just got... I, I didn't even know there were books. books. I thought oh, it was yeah. just a video game. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a fan. Like, I've... I've audio booked and here comes my nerdiness. I've audio booked <laughs> the two of the Witcher books, which are really sweet actually. And um, just after watching the season, the first season and kind of, I played the, I started playing the game uh, as well, which was really awesome too. Um, but just the lore of it is kind of one of those like unsung, like backgrounds, like it's not really part of main pop culture, but if you didn't read the books or play the games, you would have no idea it almost it even existed. Right. And then here's this boom, like massive Netflix series coming out of nowhere um that if you were not a part of it you really didn't know existed but um the super cool thing about the witcher which is that like henry cable is such a fan and has played the games all like end to end hardest difficulty he's read all the books like again henry cable is like probably king of the nerds i don't know if you've seen that meme too on facebook because he's like he plays superman he's Geralt of rivia he literally Sherlock Holmes, That's he had, right. there's a story about him actually being late to getting his Superman role because he was playing World of Warcraft and he was too busy in a raid. So he missed the phone call that actually gave him Superman the role. So there's like all these, and he builds his own computers. Like he's pretty heavy as a nerd too, but um, like he's right into the character. And apparently on set, he quoted like lines from the books that he wanted uh to be included to make sure Geralt does it but and he's literally picture perfect as an actor too and I think a lot of people on surface might get him like why does he kind of talk like that like why does he have like the uh damn like just kind of this really <laughs> grovelly like almost like Batman with less emotion which is sure. like kind of like the best example <laughs> you'd probably get yeah. it's, actually, but, uh, it's actually a really good description yeah, yeah. It's even less emotion than Batman <laughs> so he uh he did and he does such a good job like such a good job he's like picture perfect for that role too yeah, I personally I thought season one. I can understand why people didn't like it after season mm-hmm. one, but season I thought season two they did an excellent job with it because at least, yeah. yeah, at least to draw in more more followers, right? I mean, because you're not going to keep making it if it's just those diehards, which are a a, a small amount, right? You right. do have to kind of get more people involved, but broaden it a little bit. Yeah, not everything could be super niche. But yeah, that was that kind of leads me to my next thing was I was going to ask was like, do you guys feel like, like for, I guess, kids growing up now is that there's so much content, like there's so much that you can get behind. I know for us, it's like the best time because all these things are coming to life or there's um, so much fantasy or sci-fi or comic book or whatever it is, is all like totally coming to life. Um and they're doing all these live actions of all these things and they have so much content to pull from. But as a kid, like, is it too much? Like, is it 
too much to absorb all in. Like my example is like, I have a friend that like their kid was started getting into Marvel and they got into watching the movies. And I think it was just kind of around end game kind of coming out. And then they literally watched all of them. Like they watched just totally all in, watched every movie from start to finish. And now they're done. Like now they're like, I'm good. Like I, they're not into it anymore. Whereas like we waited for so long and then there's all this time in between, like from a kid, like, you're into it forever. Like the second you saw star Wars as a kid, it was like, yeah, I'll probably be into this for like ever. Like <laughs> there's like, that's what happens. Like you get into superheroes and it's like, I'll, maybe I'll grow out of this. I would you almost know? say to some extent, it's almost like an imagination killer as well. Yeah. Because, I agree. Yeah. Because you know, as I wasn't much of a reader growing up and even still now, not much of a reader, but just, just, you know, the picturing the things in your head, uh, and, and how, you know, certain characters would look like or, you know, how they would speak or things along those lines. It, it's almost it's completely removed now. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, OK, they like they don't even have to think about it. It's all, you know, thrown right in their laps. And then, as you said, like 30 episodes done in one day, uh, <laughs> if it's a show or something, and it's like, oh, I'm, I'm done. I'm finished. No need to worry okay. about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. I think just because it's reversed, right? Like they they never had the opportunity to go through what we went through in terms of like it was just paper and ink for the longest time or it was like or a crappy cartoon, cartoon or mm -hmm. like or a really bad movie like you have to see <laughs> fantastic four in order to appreciate how good avengers is you know what i mean right. yeah. so like i i feel like they don't have they haven't gone through that sort of process everything's so good they're, they don't have to go through the crap that we went through which i think i think takes away some of that appreciation you would have for it i agree then there's that whole school of thought I was going to say too. Like Carrie and I went through this the other night too. She's like, can't we just wait till Book of Boba Fett is always like all the episodes are out and just binge it in one thing. And I said, no, like, like I, that happened with me with Stranger Things. Like I'm a huge Stranger Things fan. And when they came out, like I, we, we like cleared the whole series in like a sitting and a half. And yeah. It was like, I'm obsessed. Like I'll, I'll read theories and things online or like what well, justice for Barb and stuff like that. And, <laughs> you know, from season you're the, one, you're the president of that one, right? Barb was wrong. Barb She's, the Demogorgon. She's the Demogorgon guys. It's, it's her. Um, <laughs> but it's like, I, I kind of like, um, I don't know. It's like, I like to watch the episode and then she'll laugh at me because like, I'll just... literally go on Reddit and I'll like <laughs> yeah, join the discussion yeah. on Reddit with people like theorizing, especially yeah. with Marvel stuff. Like, or I'll sit and watch YouTube videos of like Nerdist or new rock stars mm -hmm. and they'll deconstruct like even Healthy trailers Jack that State, drop. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, Oh my God. Right. But then on the flip side of that, you have to be like, I feel almost bad for Kevin Feige and those guys from an imagination standpoint. Cause you look at WandaVision and it's like, everybody was expecting Mephisto. Like I'm going mm -hmm. off the rails here. It was yeah, to be yeah. the big bad of the film or the series. And it like, because everyone's like, oh, well, there's this sign and, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're talking in front of this and that, you know, if you go to issue 777, it's this, that, and it's like, no, it wasn't. Not even <laughs> it's, it's actually this, and this yeah. is the way we're going. And everybody was like, you know, disappointed. And I worry about that for like our nerdiness, I think as a culture, because it's like, I think they can do incredible things, but it's almost like it's escalation, right? Jim Gordon. Right. Uh, Commissioner Gordon in The Dark Knight, one of my favorite films, 2008. Gary Oldman plays him and he goes to Batman. He's like, you know, they show up with semi-automatics. We have automatics. They have armor piercing rounds. It's like 
escalation. It's like almost like okay, so Spider Man No Way Home was like mind blowing, but like Endgame was mind blowing. And how much more mind blowing can we get? You know, until it's like you know, Neil from the Neil from the Matrix crosses over with uh Sophia from Golden yeah. Girls and there you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, yeah. Like I, I just I, I don't worry about it. Like it's a good time. It's a good time to eat, boys. But yeah. it's almost like, okay, well then, how how do they top it, right? I'm yeah, sure they and will. I think that Re- comes down okay. to like the reboots, right? Eventually, you start seeing. Well, it's you're seeing the new phases, right? Where they've got like a lot more diverse of a cast of Avengers coming up for mm-hmm. this next phase, which is so cool that it isn't the same like four people that we've had, you know, since the beginning, and you get other shots. So I think they just keep bringing in new stuff and. There's stuff that we're going to like. There's probably stuff that we won't as well, but pick up what we can. Um, it's tough, right? Because it's, it's. I think it, it, the source material holds such a dear place in, in your heart as like, as a kid that grew up with this stuff that like, you want to see it done justice. I mean, that's how I feel about all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Power Ranger stuff that's coming out now too. It's like, just do it well. Like, I'm okay. I'm okay. If you're going to reboot it, just please treat it nicely and don't screw up too much. The, uh, the Michael I'm Bay just, TMNT really films were brutal. I'm really excited just for people to create new stuff. <laughs> like, something completely, completely different, completely new uh, that so has nothing to do with any reboots or anything. So that's one thing too. Like we don't have, you guys remember like early 2000s when you had like Beautiful Mind and I think Shawshank Redemption came out and like really good movies that were incredibly different stories that you don't get anymore. That's all dead. Like it's always just a sequel now. Like almost everything that comes out is is a version of something else or a reboot of something else. That, though. The Matrix, and I mean, and it grew into its own kind of yeah. thing. So, I mean, it it, it, it can happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's just tough, right? Because it's like, we're, I think we, we lose out on what studios aren't making, which was a lot of like really good stories that we don't necessarily see anymore, which I guess is, you know, a good, good place for Netflix to come in because there's stuff right. like Queen's Gambit and all these shows that like that really have, you know, benefited from seeing the light. And I think a lot of people like them, but they're not with some mainstream anymore. Well, one, one that I like, one thing kind of angle that I think things like Amazon prime, I love their all or nothing series, uh, getting the behind the scenes of sports teams and really seeing what the culture is like, you know, the, the discussions in the dressing rooms, everything, the training. I really like that. And it's, I mean, it, gets me asking even more so which i'm sure it's going to be coming sooner or later is why aren't netflix and am or amazon prime or any of these streaming devices not bidding on the streaming rights of sports (laughs) like to actually show live games uh, on especially now that everyone pretty much has either amazon prime or or netflix um i think it's because dazen came in right they scooped up all the rights for everything dazen design they, well, they, they, right. they definitely have it for, for soccer. Um, but, like, you look at, like, the NHL, which I think what, they went to TNT, is it? Like Yeah, and then they think there's their own app, too. That's the issue. They, Everyone yeah. has their own app now. So it's like you – I pay more for subscriptions than it's I ever did for, for cable. cable. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I like, I agree 100%. I'm just I'm, – I'm shocked that Netflix hasn't gone into that, that realm yet. To live stuff, yeah. Yeah. Not, yet. Not, yet. Not, yet. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But then you find like joy, like there's gems on Netflix and like all these streaming services. Like I found, okay, on Netflix I found there's a sh- there's a series called The Toys That Made Us, and it oh, has every great. episode is like a different 
like they do one on GI Joes, they do one on Transformers, they went to one on He Man, and I was I, I like binge that. I'm like, this is awesome, right? No fanfare to the show, but I'm like, sign me up. And then Amazon Prime, like I found, and this used to terrify me as a kid, but I like I will watch it religiously now. Is the original Unsolved Mysteries with Robert Stack <laughs> terrifying? And it, terrifying. it used to come on just before Saturday Night Live in like the early '90s, late '80s, and he'd be like in the trench coat and the, the alley, <laughs> right? He's like, and that, and it wasn't even just even the paranormal stuff. It'd be like you know the murders that they never. And I, I would watch it with like, oh my god, I know Saturday Night Live's on in like a half hour, but like they have the whole series, and I'm like, sign me up, you know? Like I'll I'll watch it, but. I, I just like to have that all. It's funny. It's like, but then it's like we have Amazon Prime, we have Netflix, we have Disney Plus, and then if you add up all the costs to that, it's essentially I'm paying for cable. Oh yeah, <laughs> plus Crave. You know, it's just and then it's, plus it's like just, Amazon Prime has the channels too, right? So like yeah, I pay. I, TV. I love History Network so much. Every show that's on that channel is specifically for me. It speaks to my soul. Like. Uh, Curse of Oak Islands when they're doing like the treasure hunting and stuff like that. I will watch that. They've never found anything. They never will find anything. <laughs> They'll never find. Anything. I will watch it for twenty hours straight. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's so good. So like you got to pay for those too. And then on Crave, I think I'd pay for the HBO upgrade as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Or the, the next season. It's a pandemic. Not, what else are we gonna do? I'm next season of Curse of Oak Island, they should be doing on Pesh Island since apparently there's a curse <laughs> yeah, from, uh, yeah, yeah. when Hiram Walker <laughs> took it over. Okay, Actually, so did you know that my family is tied to that? The Drewlards? Really? So it was Rosalie Rosalie Drewlard, I swear to God. Yeah, it was the one that uh was the one that put the curse on on, on the walkers. So, so what they, you're saying is you're just saying that because you don't want any of us to ever make fun of you or cross you again. I'm just saying I've got i we've got I have a deep family history of witches. So just do with that what you will. Fair enough. So okay, so here's here's a question. Julie noted. The shows, do you I'll think that they could that. they could do with any kind of, you know, decent, like I, I would watch that if they did something on Pesh Island, right? Like for me, Pesh Island. Oh, unquote, I thought Windsor Hum would have been a cool one. Actually, Arms, you know what we could talk about? So have, you, have either of any of you, either of you, there's three of us, have you seen the new pizza documentary? So the Windsor, no, I uh, so pizza. No, so, no, no. It is so good. Uh, thankfully, we got to go to opening night through WeTech and, and Yvonne is good friends with George. Uh, the producer and and the writer and director, everything. And uh, it's so funny. It's so cool to see the history of like the Windsor pizza owners and how everything sort of came out of Volcano Pizza back in the day. Uh, like so, so good. But there's so many things that I, I think we could focus on and do our own like Windsor Essex shows on. So I think Windsor Hum is another good one where we could get to the bottom of that finally. No. What's going on on Zug <laughs> Island? That's got to be Stranger Things, hung. like 2020. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I couldn't figure out on. what you were saying. I thought you were saying hung, like H-U-N-G. Windsor Hung is a very different movie. It's a very different movie. Different movie. Yeah. Yeah. Most different movie. Nobody wants Completely to see Completely different. Oh, my God. I'm confused. I'm sure everyone was watching this. Hold on. They got that new show on Kojiko called Windsor Hung. You want to watch it? There is Stanley. Click on it. Eight, they put the disclaimer 18 plus at the beginning. It's on at 9.30. Oh, my God. That's so uh, I, I, like, I – My apologies. No. <laughs> okay, listen. About the Windsor hum, okay? Like 20 – honestly, tw- not hung, but hum. Um, 2013, when this was all erupting, uh, when I was doing the gig at CK, 
um, I remember people who were emailing us uh, about about it, and at you know, just like okay, whatever. And I remember at the time I took a drive out there. I think I told you about this age, like when we were doing the Windsor Eats stuff too. Like I, I actually went out there one night just to curious. Like I went to Black Oak and and you could hear it, right? Like it's it was palpable. And I remember like doing shows on it and stuff. And then next thing you know, like NBC sending people and CBC Fifth Estate just sending somebody down <laughs> and they're doing shows on it. And here we are, like what is it, like seven years, eight years later, and there's people are still in the West End. They're still hearing it right across the the board. So be interesting to see if somebody can get even some sort of because didn't that's at one time they said it was like the salt mines or something well no i thought they um, I thought they determined that island the american steel uh was it Zug? operations yeah okay yeah because there's been times where it was like shuttered for whatever i don't know there's like a leak of pet code into the river whatever happens over there and then and then suddenly there was no hum they're like we can't work anymore over here and we're like well it's calm now We've been asking you for years, and you've been telling us if you have no idea, and all of a sudden you're not working on metal over there, and, and now there's no hum. We've, we figured it out, and they're like, yeah, but we cleaned up the pet coat, so we're going to go back to it. So <laughs> Enjoy the hum. I don't know. Enjoy the hum now. I, I think there's an opportunity. I know they did Boardwalk Empire, but that didn't really touch on Windsor uh, as, as much. Mm. I think there's an opportunity for a huge show just on, on – and, and clearly my mind hasn't left that conversation yet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, on the whole, the whole Hiram Walker history is extremely fascinating it to me. Cool. Yeah. Like the, the, the amount of, Do you guys know he was only like three and a half feet tall. Yeah. The guy was like, what? honestly, like this, yeah, this tall, like the like, Hiram Walker. Yeah. The Hiram, yeah, sir, <laughs> the Hiram Walker was, like, was like three and a half feet. And if with that knowledge, if you were to go back into the Canadian Club Brand Center, you would see like the railings are much lower, the seats are smaller. Everything it was is specific all, it was to all his height. To his him. desk, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! Wow. wow. Yeah, he was. Okay, he was great. great. If you Real ever want to go somewhere and feel just like super tall, it, just go to Hiram Market, go to yeah. the Brand Center, and then sit at his desk, and you're like, I'm a giant. What's yep. going on? It's just, and I think like Adam isn't high. far off. Like I, I think he was like. No, I, 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 I think I was being a little, yeah, facetious, no, but I think, but I, like I think like or five two like or under five, yeah. yeah. Oh, Three no, foot five well is like five, real five, short, five, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, I almost no, looked you for a second. I was like, don't quote that. Minute. I Hang don't on. listen. Three I don't run five. tours in this city for tourists. That's not my job. What did I miss? What did I? You got, you got sold. I was sold. I was like, son of a, there's a three foot five guy who yeah. ran this whole thing. Was, you know, I'm, he's two feet tall. Yeah, he, he and this is I'm talking. I'm known for my hyperbole. Uh, so good. That's why there was all these rumors of a little chupacabra running around Walker. Stealing things and stealing the blood of cows. It was very odd. Oh my God. <laughs> But I think with like you're right though there is some pretty rich history like just in this area. It's so much. Know, Even like you, you can go to every and... every township really has like something to it, right? Amherstburg has a ton of history, right? And then even obviously like just downtown Windsor just being a border city, so much has happened. Well, even like the music that we used to have here, like oh, how yeah. many cool acts were at the Elmwood and Elmwood, uh, and at that band, band show, Jackson yeah. Park. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You had Stevie Wonder I think, playing there. You had uh, Martin Luther Jr. went and visited there during the emancipation yeah. oh, yeah. festivals. Honestly, like multi-million dollar idea, right? For a show, right? A drama, drama kind of sing along, kind of like uh, what's that one they used to do on Fox? Uh, Glee, but not Glee. But so you would like do a it dramical. With... <laughs> yeah, dramical. Thank you, dramical. Dramical. Okay. 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 Honestly, 
of honestly of 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 CKLW during the the heyday when they were bringing those acts in wow, when it was cool. like you know you get like God rest her soul she was a beautiful lady and 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 you know she was certainly a pioneer but Rosalie Tromley um, have that whole dynamic of like the first woman to kind of spin records and you know having like Alice Cooper come over the Four Tops come oh, over yeah. like like to have you know the DJ dynamics like. And then, you know, having that, like, kind of local, like, I would easily watch that. Like, uh, kind of like what they used to do with, wasn't that Empire, but, um, was it called Empire? Oh, wait, no, wait. Yeah, no, it was Empire, the music one. Empire, the music one. The music one, yeah. Like, just do that. Just do it with Detroit and Windsor, right? Like, do the border city, right? And have, like, CK in there. I think it would be, I I, I mean, if you did it right, like a period, like Mad Men, like a period piece. um, I Sign me up. I think that would be that would be phenomenal. Or you could even do a show like honestly on all the shawarma places. Cause like <laughs> I, I, I have, my, I have mine that I love and I I'm religious about them. Like I, when I want shawarma, which is like at least once a week, I tell Kara, I'm like, we got to go to X, Y, and Z. Simple as so that. It's like shawarma wars. We're hitting all the oh different wars. That's what I always wondered too. Cause you see the signs are always the same and it's like shawarma king, shawarma oh, king, yeah, shawarma palace. And I'm like, did they come out at night and fight each other for supreme? <laughs> Is it like Anchorman? But like I always used to make fun of it. There would be like you, you would have the kingdom, you would have the palace, you would have the shawarma city, shawarma neighborhood, shawarma town. Like there would be it would like everything. Shawarma village. No, naming, naming, naming not a not a strong point, but the yeah. food is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want shawarma. Thank, Thank you very much. much. I need the shawarma. Okay, guys, we, we're coming up on like uh, coming up on like a buck thirty here on the show. Hour and a half in. What do you go? What do you gents want to continue to chat about here? What do you want? I, I where do you want to go? Be the world record breaker for longest uh, longest Arms single podcast. like yeah, simultaneously or singularity right. running uh, Dude, uh, podcast. You hold the record for season one right now. Like I think <laughs> ours is like two twenty. Ours is two twenty. Just you and I, man. That was the first run two twenty. Also, have you seen how many views versus Adam Castle's? Does oh, <laughs> you had better quality views, Listen. I think, is what's important. Here. <laughs> it's all about who's your mom, exactly. your wife, yeah. your yeah. neighbors. They don't count. Exact quality. <laughs> and everybody, like, open up every laptop we have and every. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm streaming every it off 12 open. different computers. Yeah. Multiple ones. <laughs> Oh, good. Hey, you know, you know what? It's just about just getting some of the content out there. It's like, you know, I've said, I think to all of you guys, when you guys were on the show earlier, it's like, you know, I, I used to struggle a lot. Like, and I'll be honest, like when I used to have, I think the majority of you guys, I think Ian, I think you'd be the exception um, because I know Fight Like Mason really got going after I kind of exited CKLW. But, um, you know, I, I, I made it no, I know it's kind of frowned upon in some sort of journalistic circles. But I made it no qualms where, especially with Adriano, like, like, dude was my MC at my wedding, right? So I make no qualms about the working relationship. But then I would, well, that's not news. And I'm like, well, I'm also not that type of person. I'm more of like, I would think like sort of like Regis Philbin, right? Where you could like have somebody come on and you could shoot the shit about things that they were going on in their lives and then the content comes like right. you know we've said this so many times too before adriano when you were used to be on the shows with me it's like half the time i'd be calling you up because one of my guests would bail in the middle of the night <laughs> and i'd be like dude i need you on okay what are we talking about okay 
and it would be like content for you. We'd be, yeah. That, yeah. That one time when we walked Absolutely in good. and decided right as we were walking in the door, are we doing a beer festival? Yeah, okay, let's announce yeah, it. Let's, let's, do say it. We're let's doing do. a beer talk about that. Whatever you need. And I think that's a like I think that's that's a really like a, the X factor sometimes when you're able to do stuff like that. Like even tonight, like right, I sent you guys a couple of messages. Say, what you guys want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Let's talk about whatever we can do. But, I mean, that's I, I think the beauty of doing chat, stuff like this. Poor, poor, poor chat, Ian was the only one that was like, "All right, guys, let's try and get some topics." Yeah, we'll get some topics. Me and Aiden were like, "Nah, we're just fine." I'm just going to bring it up. I want to discuss. Adam's bike riding skills. <laughs> I, know I mentioned it in the chat jokingly, but I want to bring it up now. Listen, the curveball not there I had, when I I had a wonderful time riding alongside Adam uh, when he was in the middle of like doing how many how many kilometers like how many kilometers a day were you doing? Hundred. We did one hundred and thirty every Sunday. No, January. but even even beyond that, you were doing this like oh, every day. I was doing like thirty to fifty a day just for training purposes. Yeah. And then Adam decides one day, like, well, and he asked me, I was like, yeah, I'll come along. I'll go <laughs> along with you. And so like, we went, we went all the way to Stony, Stony Point. Stony no, Cove. Lighthouse Cove. Lighthouse Cove. Cove. It was so far. Yeah. Lighthouse and it was Cove. hot. Oh, it was so hot. Oh, it was like one of the hottest days of that summer. And like, I hadn't, I hadn't even been to bed. Like I didn't, I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. And I just hopped <laughs> on my bike. Not like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's go do this. <laughs> but <sighs> I always I always joke around with Adam uh, about his uh, his cycling skills. He made it. He did amazing. Like the guy's a beast. Like even having gone to the gym with him as well, the guy the guy's a beast. He's a he's an absolute beast, and it's incredible what he does. Uh, but obviously, as as good friends do, I like to poke fun at him because the amount of times that he would hit the curb and riding on the bike. So many times in the pedals. But here's here's the story why though. Here's the story why. I was riding a bike that was meant for someone that's 6'2. I'm 5'8. And I was riding a hybrid, which is not a bike that you want to do long distance on. It's like a hundred pounds for the frame. Plus there was like 60 pounds of pack on it. It was stupid. It's done. So until I borrowed that bike uh from one of my friends, and now I have a new bike. It was nuts. The fact that, so on my, the first ride that we did on the way back, Aid met me, where did you meet me? In like Tecumseh on, so. on the first 130. Sure? So anyways, sure? guy showed up every single ride we went to. Like what a, what a sweet human being. Awesome. But anyways, um, we're, we're on our way back in that last like 20 kilometers where it took longer than we thought. It was like 106 out. We were like in the last stretch. So I was like wobbling and he would like come up beside me one blocking traffic to make sure that if I fell, it wasn't into a car and two like steadying me to make sure that I would get all the way there. So that was, uh, that was a pretty cool moment. It was steadying was actually me trying to push him, but he was still, but you know, I really, I really do. That seemed like a very well rehearsed answer about your bike being the reason why you were walking. Way too much time. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were at the bike shop and i was like this is what i'm riding and he's like no you're not and i was like no for sure and he's like you can't like there's no way you're so tiny and your legs are so small there's no way that you're doing this and i was like first of all 130k you have like calves that no, are no, like the i'm talking yeah the builder like, the build is great likewise. it's length yeah my legs are so short it's insane <laughs> i wear shorts and they're pants all the time no, you wear cargo shorts <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, wear capris. I wear capris and they go down past my ankles. I don't know. 
which is another thing I like to poke fun at them for. Man, man, the cargo shorts, listen, pockets. I'm I will never apologize for having so many pockets. Get so much room. I wear yeah, short exactly. shorts. You wear cargo shorts. <laughs> so much, so much room for activities. I, yeah, you're... I was just gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> so much room for activities. Yeah. <laughs> Arms I love like, this, this format. Is the last I... time that I'm ever talking to either. No, I, I love this format because I'm sitting back and I'm learning so much about my friends. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> It's great. Yeah, hold on though, Arms. You gotta tell us something about you. Okay, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this up because let's ask Arms some questions. Yeah, because I'm gonna I want to know Arms' answer here too because this is one of my this is one of my rehearsed questions that I actually did my homework that Arms told me to do. Um, I know like a good Boy Scout. Um, but um, you know we're all nerds in our own respect, obviously. But what is one thing that another nerd would think like that you do is like okay, yeah, that's pretty damn nerdy, like. What would you almost be like? You're like almost embarrassed to admit, but like you do something super nerdy that me on the outside would be like, oh, yeah, it's kind of nerdy. I, I can understand that. It's running a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you wish like, I'm on the radio. Look how cool I am, guys. It, it, it makes those people watching us right Come now. Come on, listen, please. Like and subscribe. <laughs> He uses his own name for his podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about as nerdy as it gets. Hey, Karen, got an idea. We're gonna be viral. <laughs> um, like, 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 obviously, on dogs. Obviously, you guys know I dress up, obviously, into cosplay. So that would probably yeah, be like play. the one at the like the very top. But I mean, it's for a reason too, certainly. But you know, yeah, I didn't do pass on that. That doesn't even count. Yeah, if I didn't do it for the yeah. foundation, certainly <laughs> it would be. That's a that's a big one, but um, the other There's one that. is like, no, I was gonna say that like I love like video game music, so like I will listen. I'll go on YouTube and look at like listen to for like tracks from you know original Mega Man games, and I I could listen yeah. to that for like yeah. an hour, like hours just on repeat, just in background, and it just brings up the nostalgia of playing as a kid or whatever. So like that, I would admit is like. That's a nerdy thing, though. That like, is like that's heavy. <laughs> I, uh, I I I do the same. We, uh, Liam and I will play fight downstairs, listening to Guile's theme from Street Fighter Two Championship so good, Edition. So like so, it's 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 you're, there's no shame here, my man. Oh, it's there's not no shame. It's just that like on the surface, like whew, that's that's another level. Like it's one thing that's... to like things like that, but that's I, I'll admit that that's another level. Yeah. All right, Arms, what do you yeah. got? Um, honestly, like I've, I've sent you some pictures of the, my man cave, like it's my little like retreat, which is two feet away from me. If you guys have seen, I've showed you like pickups over the last couple of weeks of things I've got off buying so much to the chagrin of my wife. Um, yes. Speaking of, should we talk about your decor, your, your holiday decor? You're so set up. Oh, yeah, that, oh might my be, God. that might yeah, be a next not, level. That, that might be more next level answer. than any of us for sure. How is that okay. not the immediate answer? Yeah, well, your holiday decor. Do you know my ornaments? You can't see them here. No, 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 Filipino guy emigrated from the Philippines, 1979, 78. I'm probably getting crap for this, but sometime in the late 70s, married my mom, was 
very frugal when it came to decorating outside. And I used to go, we used to live in Devonshire Heights during the 80s and 90s. Um, and we used to go walk around the neighborhood and there would always be these like kick-ass houses with like, and you didn't have inflatables back then, right? But they'd have like the blow molds, right? The big plastic Santas and stuff. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. But we'd, we would never do it. So I kind of go overboard. Um, this <laughs> year especially, I really went overboard. Um, I did it for Halloween. I think you guys seen my Halloween display. Um, and I did it for Christmas. I think we have about 22 inflatables on our front lawn. Um, every like animated ones too. Like I got, I just got a drummer boy that goes like this. <laughs> um, I got uh, Tigger and Winnie that pump jump out of the, it's all Disney. Like it's very family friendly themed. Um, I think you I got a music calling as an actor because this was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just trying to like, 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 I don't want to post it online because it's like, I like doing it. Liam, like, freaking it's loses so his mind. Every time I put something out there, he's just like into it. And then, okay, true story about this, okay? So it's Christmas Eve. I have Carrie's mom and dad and stepmom and stepdad over. It's just our bubble, right? And we do the presents. Liam's flying through his presents, whatever. And all of a sudden, there's a on our door, knock on the door. So I'm like, the hell is this it's like eight o'clock at night right um i open up the door and it's this little girl from the neighborhood and she's got to be about seven or eight and um she goes does liam live here and i'm like yeah and i'm like full-on like star wars christmas sweater mm -hmm. i got my santa hat on i'm half in the bag right uh, i'm like yeah he does and i'm like liam he's like who's there he comes coming down the stairs right and she makes these oats uh mixed in with sprinkles that it's reindeer food that you're supposed oh, to okay. she sells them on buying selling you put them on a, Ian you probably Shan probably sees them on carry Pinterest whatever whatever and and you put it out and it's supposed to land Santa's reindeer so she goes I wanted to give some of these to Liam because we come see your house every night because we actually put a sign uh, it's kind of my idea to do this so people don't think I'm totally nuts um, we put a sign with the QRC code for people if they like it you know just asking if you do like it and we have people come by to scan it and they make a donation to sick kids um so this girl has come here and her she was there with her mom she goes yeah we come by every other night and uh we just wanted to give liam something so uh it was just really it was really nice right to me that was like as cheesy as hallmarky as it sounds like to me that was like the best christmas thing because like liam was like super excited he's like what do i even do with this bag of oats and i'm like dude just put it on one <laughs> put it on right um, but yeah, we have like, I mean, we've gone overboard to the point where Carrie's just given up, um, <laughs> as a wife, I think she's just like, whatever. And now it's like, it's funny. Cause she's like, well, when you get that electricity bill, then you'll be thanking me. And I That's got the where one I thought from... your story was going to go. I thought you were going to be like, someone knocked on the door. It was Helga Rydell from Edwin. And she was like, we can't do it anymore. <laughs> we, we cannot we do it anymore. We can't support this. The rest of the neighborhood gone had gone yeah. black. Yeah. My neighbors, for sure, for sure, my neighbors hate me. Like the ones in the media, the, the neighborhood kids, they think we're the coolest house, right? Which I'm like, that's I'm down, right? But it's our immediate neighbors. Like there's one across the street. God bless them. They're they're fantastic people. But I mean, I have a music box, guys, that plays like jingle bells, and it like legit. And I'll go out there and crank it, and Carrie's like, "Will you stop?" And it's, I'm like, "Jingle bells, jingle bells," sashaying back in, and. 
So it's all going to come down. So yeah, that's pretty my, my biggest area. I was in the chat. I didn't even realize there was music because I was joking in the chat that there were so many inflatables that it literally sounded like a 747 was landing <laughs> like right beside you as you're doing the, the, yeah. the video. Like there was a lot of inflatables, a lot. And how that wasn't and the immediate answer to the what makes you a nerd beyond <laughs> nerd thing just blew my mind. <laughs> I just, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I yeah. Yeah, I the, the pain in the ass is I got to put all this stuff away in a couple about a week. No, it becomes so. it's inflatable. Yeah, you just you just take all the air out, you store it away. It's fine. Put a paper heart on one of their faces, and it's good to go for yeah, Valentine's. Yeah. Good for <laughs> February. Actually, Carrie's like, she's like, are you gonna do something else? I'm like, probably Easter. And she's like, oh my god. I'm like, they actually have Easter yeah. inflatables, so that's and that might be something. Yeah. Put a shamrock. And a kiss me I'm Irish shirt on the drummer boy, and you're there good. You go. I Cross think it out. For... <laughs> kiss me I'm Filipino. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for Easter, oh. if you want to go understated, if you want an understated look for the lawn, you just get a 200 foot rabbit, and you just leave it at one, one inflatable, you know, and just keep it there. Blocks the entire house. Yeah. <laughs> Liam's Liam's birthday's coming up, and three four weeks and i was able to hook up hopefully spider-man to come yeah um, and i'm really excited about that but we do have a giant spider-man that's he's like obsessed with spider-man right now um and we're gonna have a giant spider-man on the lawn so awesome because um, i don't i mean last year we, we he was into dinosaurs so we had like literally it was like me carrie and her stepmom uh, her mom and stepdad that it's just the four the five of us right um so we'll see how it goes in the next couple of weeks but yeah, that's probably the nerdiest thing. I mean, besides my video game collection and action figures. And First of all, I would like to, to state as well, just so people don't think I'm a complete asshole, that like I'm joking around, right? <laughs> About you. Like, I, I'm a big believer of whatever makes you happy, go for it. Like, also, do he doesn't for sick kids hospital. So, you know, 100%. Yeah. 100%. That's, as, soon as, he mentioned that's just... that, as soon as he mentioned that sign, I was like, Adam came up with a story yeah. about the bike pretty quick. What can I say? What can I say? That's what he tells Carrie, too. He's like, listen, it's going to a good cause. I can get a couple more of these. There's more square that's footage. It. Honest yeah. to God, like it, it works in that aspect. And then I, I say to it, too, from a, from a nonprofit standpoint, I'm like, maybe this is something we roll out from a humane society standpoint. Like the amount of um, people that have drove, driven by the house. Like we ended up on like the Amherstburg house tour map for a holiday. I don't know how. Honestly, God, it was not me. And Carrie just says to me, she goes, oh, my God, somebody like put us on. And then just before Christmas, there was like cars stopping by our house. And then I'm out there. I'm like, yeah, just added that one over there. That's, uh, he's uh, he's in a porta potty. You might want to wait because he opens the door. <laughs> you so know, like, tell me you were like in a bathrobe like uh oh god yeah, yeah. Like, she goes she goes like put on some pants i'm like nope gonna go out there check the inflatables make sure they're secure <laughs> yeah, yeah. you gotta time to down gotta time all down to me that makes it worth it <laughs> that right there that's it it's like a filipino um filipino which called randy quaid from yep. christmas yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's it so that's about the, the nerdiest thing ever so Good answer. Solid answer. That is a solid answer. <laughs> yeah. Adam, you have one? So uh, I sort of lost the thread of it a little bit during COVID, but I've always been a big like reader. So like when I was young, I would tackle, my stepbrother would give me all like the Tolkien books. And so reading through like the Cermillion and, and all of the, you know, all of the, obviously the, the classics, 
but then also some of the, like the the nerdier high fantasy stuff that I've gotten into, even like Stephen King's Dark Tower series, which I read mm. through, all of the uh, Game of Thrones books, which super disappointing in the show, but that's <laughs> fine. But, uh, no, I get I go pretty hard on those giant <laughs> giant nerd books, the giant stories that last forever. <laughs> yeah, and like multiple no volumes, details. and yeah, yeah, hundred. I also am super into, and this one actually I think is the most embarrassing. There's a series called Agent Pendergast. And he's like, it's kind of like, it's like half X-Files, half Sherlock Holmes. He's very much like a, a Sherlockian sort of detective, uh, but he works for the FBI. There's 27 of these books and they're so like bad. They're good in each, each one of them. And so I've read about 14 of them so far. It just this last That's year it. and they're, yeah, they're so stupid. <laughs> That's that's good. No, the Lord of the Rings. That's all good, dude. That's not you know super super, you know. Okay. I also like. I have multiple collections of my favorite movies. So like, I obviously bought everything on on DVD back in the day, and then Blu-ray comes out, and of course I gotta own all the box sets again, right? And then you have to rebuy (laughs) them. There's some that aren't even open. If I really like a movie, I'll buy two copies. So that way I never have to touch the one that, that I, I want to oh save God. forever, right? Or show to my kids. Like I have that level of, of anal retentiveness that I think is probably unhealthy. That's really yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That makes it odd too. Yeah. But, uh, and then there's like digital copies too that I'll buy off, off like YouTube. If there's a movie that I really love and I want with me all the time on my phone or whatever, I'm super weird like that. That's a good one. And they're bad movies too. They're not, they're so embarrassing. Like my, my Spotify wrapped playlist for 2021 was so embarrassing guys. I know, please. So embarrassing. I really do. I have ever I really do. by a human being. Really like, it's yeah, unreal. It's, it's, it's unreal. <laughs> like it's pretty much the soundtrack to every Hallmark movie ever made it's just is it's any all like song, any song music, that right? like i need requests. the pump up jam so everything's like just poorly written pop rap it's bad oh man yeah but like not even good pop rap okay that's <laughs> in the eye of the beholder ear of the beholder oh so good so good adriano what about you dude sadly like join the crew come on <laughs> come no, on it- not sadly, sadly I'm so much that I don't have one. I'm just so much cooler. No, than I, I, think, yeah, no, I disagree. It's not even sadly that I don't even have one. I know one. I get really, really nerdy when it comes to some of my work stuff, but it's not even like the fun stuff that I do. It's like no. like creating tours or festivals. It's not even that. It's when I start digging into numbers and and statistics and and all that data and analytics. I get really, really nerdy about that and just how I'm able to use it and th- like it's. It's it's really awkward and weird. Um, yeah, he goes how, all how excited mind. I get about it. <laughs> Pardon? I said you go all beautiful mind. There's just a oh, chalkboard. Oh, no, it's true. It, it really <laughs> is random true. equations. Yeah. And like I don't mean it. It's just all of a sudden I switch and like my eyes glaze over and I just go into this trance talking about like it's it's really weird and which which is kind of sad at the same time because it's not even like a fun <laughs> thing. It's not even like movies <laughs> or, or you know, doing things with your kid or anything like that. For I don't have any kids, but that, so me doing things with kids would be really weird and awkward and <laughs> strange. Yeah, but, doing things with their kids would yeah. be weird. 100%. <laughs> but like it, like it, it gets it gets really weird how into in, into numbers and data and information I really get. Like I was I was a kid when I was Sorry. younger. Like if I was playing, this was before video games kept track 
of like stats and everything. Mm-hmm. Like I would keep like if I was playing, say, ice hockey on Nintendo, right? Yeah. Like the original where you yeah. pick the fat guy, the skinny guy, the medium guy. Uh, <laughs> like I would know which pl- I would, like I would keep track of which player was which and make sure I had like one, uh, even though you had to have four, like one large, one skinny, one one medium. So each one was different. So I knew how to keep stats and data of who scored, who got the assist. And I would literally, I would pause the game. Oh my God, I would write down awesome. who's yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Sense. there you go. Yeah. Like that's how bad, that's how bad <laughs> I am with stuff like that. See, you're not just, I don't think it's like not a fun nerdiness. It's just that you were nerdy longer, right? Like you were, you're so much older that you have to be nerdy for different things. No, it's fun. It was just, we always had games that tallied stuff for us. That's mm-hmm. all. <laughs> so I busted out the chalkboard and the. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a story. There's the abacus that he gives. Yeah, the abacus. abacus. Yeah. There's one for me and two for you. Uh, Beth says in the live stream um, about Adam, um, the bird watching, of course. <laughs> oh, oh that's a good one. Oh, she outs me. Yeah, uh, I she guys, I love, me. I love birds. I love birds Thank so you. much. I love them a lot. Uh, Actually, for Christmas, I got a little journal for for bird watching. I just think I think they're one of the coolest animals. We have so many here in our region, and so many that migrate here that you never see anywhere else. And uh, anyways, yeah, and I like being outside, so it it all sort of ties it together for me. I'm not gonna. I'm not apologizing. Yeah, no, like you said, she outed you. I'm I'm gonna back you up on this because, like. I'm the type of person I love. I won't know what spe- like what type of bird it is. I absolutely love. That's why that. there's an app. I have an app that you record the bird sound, and it's like, bro, this is this is a it's a blue bunting, and you're like, of you know course which, it is. You know what? Of course it is. You want to know a bird? I've been trying to figure out like tell the me. name or the type of bird it is for years. Oh, I, bet I can tell you. I call it the Nelson <laughs> bird because it does a it does a song like Nelson from The Simpsons laughing. Uh, and, and I love the silence. Everyone just drops dead right there. But there's this there's a bird around here that it, it literally sounds like Nelson from The Simpsons laughing, just drawn out a little bit. And I've been trying for years to figure out what bird it is. And and I found there was a website that you could click on all the birds of like this area. Um, yeah, so it's a and, and it's it would do the song. Track. And I found it, and then I forgot the website, and I forgot the name of the bird. So I'm back to square one again. Black capped chickadee. No, it's not. No. I'm telling you, Google says no, so. No, no. There's someone on Reddit that even asked no. it. I'm telling you, it's no. no Trust me, I because someone else said that, and then when I found the website, I immediately went to Black Cap Chickadee, and it wasn't that, but it was another it bird. It. It, was, it was probably the same size as like a smaller bird like that, like the Black Cap Chickadee, but it wasn't. There is a bird called the Nelson bird, but it has nothing to do with no. anything else. But that's I'm also the type of person that Thanks, as I'm Google. driving down like the road and there's a hawk in like a tree i actually without fail point and yell Hawk! <laughs> i will i will i but will get it, into I, I a car, car crash alone. to see it i do I, in the car alone i have wept at the sight of eagles i'll tell you that much oh my God, <laughs> so, that's so they're awesome. just so majestic and you don't see them that often bald eagles so, make me cry oh, every so time every have time you to <laughs> Island when there's like the best. 200 of them flying around i've never been to Pesh island that's actually one of the things i want to do this summer you just have to watch from the marina like what? It come come January, February. It'll be that time when the river starts freezing over a little bit. They all congregate on. Oh, Pesh that I have seen. I've seen them okay. on the river. Yeah, when they just like they hang out when the river freezes over too near yeah. the. Um, it's the opening. Near all the fish. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty yeah, amazing. It's, warm. it's incredible. 
Arnold's Anyways, Arnold. Burden. We should all go. You Arnold's guys want to go? Burden? Burden? Yeah, just like, you go anytime. Arm has said nothing for the last five yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm absorbing <laughs> because I'm learning so much about my friends. And I, I love it because I, I, I would like – one of the things I've learned quickly in my Are life Are we creating like, a birding podcast? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we just might. It's amazing. Um, no, honestly, like a couple things. Uh, we went. We first went to Pesh Island 2016. Uh, we did. I don't know if they're still there, but it was Windsor Adventure Tours. They were right at Sandpoint Beach, and you could do the mm-hmm. kayak. I don't know if yeah. they're still there, but Karen not, and I, unfortunately, they were great. Uh, we we did it, and we are not like athletic, outdoorsy people at all. And we went over to Pesh, learned about the whole Hiram Walker thing there, and then Hightail it back. It was awesome. Um, second of all, dude, if you ever want to go birding, I will go. <laughs> I will go. I will gladly go. I am going to bring our ace in the hole, which is the awesome Steve Biro. And yes. I am like, that would be with a dream him. come true. You have no idea how much dude, I love I, I call that up would, Steve. I, like, I I'll call Steve. I'm like, dude, we're going. All day. You need to get me in touch with him anyways, because the, there's been a couple of tours or experiences I've been wanting to do around like birds or, or, or nature in general. And I haven't been able to find anyone willing to take the lead and be the guide on it. No, someone's cool. No. Someone not. <laughs> I, like, I need I need people to be able to like the guide. So. <laughs> right, right, Actually, right, right, right. What, Plus, what you're, so busy. you're so busy. You would never have time to be able to do it. So. To, to, the, to come off mine, obviously – I, I throw out Steve Biro because like not only is he a good friend of mine, but um, just awesome dude. And like, I'm going to say it, celeb factor with that guy. Like, if you know, you know, right. The dude went like, you guys know, he went super viral. Right. Yeah. So, and he's like, awesome. Like his photos are like epic. And then the other guy is, uh, and he's equally as good is Donnie Moore. He's a local guy. Um, he does a lot of great nature photography, uh, photography. I actually had him on the first, I guess, preliminary test version of the podcast uh several years ago and uh he's hilarious he's hilarious hilarious from dublin i think uh and he's he married into a family here in um in the harrow area settled uh he's probably gonna kill me because i'm probably way off but anyways he's (laughs) he's fantastic um but yeah czech republic and (laughs) (laughs) from south america and he's here on a working visa no born and raised Um, in amersburg it's fine yeah he's actually my brother no um uh quite honestly no i'll leave it with me i'll put you in contact with those guys um i need an insect person too while you're at it (laughs) and a forager too like yeah yeah, a mushroom guy i i'm gonna let you in on why i'm wanting to do this so I've been trying. Yes, I've been trying to put together an experience because we're wanting to do more stuff that isn't food related, and we were trying to do that before the pandemic, but especially since the pandemic hit, because it's much harder to actually make stops at places uh, just because of restrictions and everything like that. Sure. And so, I've been trying to create an experience. You know those like um, bio blitzes that people do, where it's like once a year yeah. and they congregate for an hour, write down every single little bug and insect and bird and animal that they find, and then they submit it um, for, for science purposes um, as to what was in the area at that particular moment in time. I'm wanting to do a tour slash experience that is literally that, like a mini bio blitz every single weekend. Um, and number one, it would be able to help keep track of what is actually in our environment. 
uh, on a regular basis because I want to be able to submit that information. I want to be able to, because depending on certain animals, whether you can tag or track or anything, but I, I really want to focus on that angle of it and really make it kind of a, like an all ages experience that people would be able to go with their kids to and enjoy and get them learning about nature and, and figuring and finding out more stuff about kind of the unique environmental area that we have here uh, in Windsor Essex. So that's, that's, such a that's me. I love that. Honestly, there's so much to protect here too. And we have so little green space really in terms of what's like, what's left. Um, and we've got some gems too. Like even the Herb Gray Parkway, if you ever bike up there every day, every day that I biked up there in the summer, deer every morning, mm -hmm. it was like you were, you were literally running beside your bike. Uh, like you're in a Disney movie. Um, you know, the birds that we have in like Ojibwe and, and black, black Oak is such a gem. And I think it's a little bit more known now, but back like a year ago, you could go and never see another person while you were walking there. Um, and, uh, you know, we need to protect those spaces too. So that's actually having something like that. that Brings, brings what you dated is actually one of the main reasons I never really got into birding because you're like morning. Uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> yeah, you gotta, gotta be up at five. No, yeah, sure not for me. Five Sorry, club if, if the birds could hold off till like noon, <laughs> I'd, be like, I'd be like good. But I can't do the morning thing. There's I mean, some I'm birds that are waking up. I yeah. actually, yeah. I I start going to bed when I hear the birds outside singing. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I better get something. <laughs> I better, better get an hour. <laughs> Should I at this point? Yeah. <laughs> Good times, gents. Uh, we're coming up on hour two. You guys okay? I just want to do the the, the hourly check in, make sure nobody has oh, to bail. Thanks, Dad. Which I'm going to have: the... Irish, Canadian, Scottish, or American. <laughs> Take your pick. American. Oh, it's a Woodford Reserve uh, double uh, double oaked bourbon. Mm. Mind you, like I barely drink. I think the only times I've ever drinking drinking, but Jesus, uh, <laughs> the only times I've ever actually <laughs> drank much during the uh, during the whole pandemic has actually been when I've been doing the podcast. But like I have <laughs> so much, so yeah, I have to get through it with arms. I'm like, how how am I gonna last three hours? They got that guy who used to do the weather. Yeah, calling me his friend, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't. He keeps calling like I know him or something. I, <laughs> I, I, love I, you. I don't know. <laughs> but like, but like I have like in the kitchen right now. I think I have like eighty bottles of whiskey in the kitchen. And like, yeah, well, it's because so running the whiskey festival. It's what you do for a living. That yeah, clarify it for people. Yeah, it's, it's, so that so like that tomorrow you don't wake festival. up to an intervention. So I, I want to explain to people write write your M, uh, MPPs and 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 everything and get them to change this on my behalf. Thank and I I would love you forever because the liquor laws in Ontario are so ancient and and like just so. The logic is just not in them whatsoever that like when we do a festival, I apply for an SOP permit. So I right now, I think I have to pay $150 per day that I need that permit for. And then I'm able to buy the alcohol and everything. Like when I go and purchase it, every receipt has to have the SOP number on it. Right. And then the inspectors come and they check and count their bottles and look at what I have and what I have the receipts for. However, 
regardless if one ounce of that entire bottle is drank or the whole thing is drank, when that permit is done, I can no longer use it for anything. Right. Like ever, ever. <laughs> I can't transfer it to another permit. If I'm doing another event, it's done. So like we have all these bottles that are now open from the festival. And like some of them are like $200 bottles, $300 bottles of, of $400 bottles of whiskey. And it's like, all right, I guess, I guess it's coming home. Uh, and like we've thrown parties of all the volunteers and our staff that have worked the festivals and be like, we put all the bottles out and we're like, go to town, like enjoy it, have whatever you want. Thank you for, for volunteering and for working. But like, it sucks because now we have all this shit that we paid for that we can no longer legally ever use again. Now, is it only the ones that I thought, cause I, remember, I used to work at the beer store and we used to get stuff returned all the time for SOPs, but it's only unopened stuff is, can go back. Yeah, right. only unopened. Yeah, yeah. But you can't even use it, like, say you were throwing another event, like, a week later. And no. it's a different title or anything like that. Yep. It's like, well, I still have this. I'm still the one who's in charge of the permit. Yep. And I'm not going to waste more money to buy this $200 bottle again for no reason when I already have it and I can still charge it. Like, I don't know. It is kind of... What, what we've had to do sometimes, and it's the most ridiculous thing, sometimes I'm a little, I'm a little delayed in returning things after a festival... Uh, just because you get exhausted, right? It's tiring putting it on and then it all culminates to this one thing and, and then it's done and you basically crash hardcore. And so like we've had other events where we have the amount of alcohol still that we need of unopened stuff, but I literally, I have to go to the liquor store and I like the LCBO and I have to be like, I have all this, can you return it? But don't give me cash, just punch it all back in on this permit. And so I literally, I have to drag everything to the LCBO just to drag it all back home, just so in their system, they could return it in the system, but then put it back on without even exchanging any dollars because they're just using the refund that they're giving me anyways for returning. It's so ridiculous. Very frustrating. Not a, not a cool thing. Yeah, doesn't sound fun at all. And I saw Colleen mentioned that she'll volunteer we are always looking for volunteers for festivals well, here's, always. Here, here, here's my here's my awkward here's my awkward commitment for the show right so you got four fantastic organizations groups whatever you want to call it Windsor you got we tech who does kick-ass work be honest right they you guys are doing awesome work right i know adam's so well connected in the community as well um you got adriano who in my opinion this is me pumping up my friends uh, very much is the face of food tourism and uh, culinary tourism in Windsor Essex with him and Bina. You got Ian from by Lake Mason who does just a fantastic, fantastic, incredible work for, uh, you know, kids who are suffering from critical illness uh, and continuing Mason's legacy. And everyone loves dogs and cats. Uh, in Windsor Essex County Humane Society. There has to be some way. The four of us can come together for the most epic event that I'm just going to throw it out there. Some sort of experience. It's not even an event that people can do that can benefit two fantastic charities with the support of an amazing organization like WeTech that is so heavily invested, that is utilizing the marketing and amazing experience platform of Windsor Eats. I'm just going to throw it out there. There has to be something. We fence in Arms's front lawn and turn it into a <laughs> dog park. Yeah, that's step number one. Step one, inflatables <laughs> everywhere. 
Never mind. Never mind. Bright lights. Our arms like I like where this is going. I like. Yeah, we call it. We call it brighter lights. Brighter lights. Brighter lights. I'm just gonna throw it out. Just gonna throw it out. You know. I think there. I think there's actually brighter lights. I like that. Room for some brainstorming. A moment to clue in. Brightest lights. If it's an inflatable festival and arms is front line, it's like pumping up arms. <laughs> Never mind. Remember, remember Balloon Palooza. Like we'll yeah. bring that back. Balloon Palooza. Oh, I forgot about that. That was a great. That one always confused me, and I was like, "Wait a minute! They're all just like giant cold balloons." And it's like, "Yeah, yeah, no, it's the biggest cold balloon festival." And I think I had just moved to Windsor when they were doing that, and I was like, "Sorry, what is it?" And they're like, "The biggest balloon festival." south of the border you have no idea it's incredible and then you see it and you're just like that's a giant snoopy that's amazing that's he's half the size of a building it's everything well, I, I, I think there, there was a it's sad that that went away i mean it was very tough for it to be able to make money because but like being a, a free event but i think that i still think there's a lot of potential with something like that just because that company that does like the majority of the fest or parades and everything across north america is located here in windsor but like especially now i think it was a little bit ahead of its time because especially now with all people wanting for social media and selfies and everything like that yeah. having all those things all over the downtown i think like it, it could have been done a bit differently um but i, I still think there's so point. much potential there but something like that relies drastically on sponsorship which is really tough to do in windsor Look at how many people showed up to take a photo of the duck. Remember the giant inflatable duck uh, that we had? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll always remember that as my final sign-off. That was the last... Really? <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm so glad it triggered that memory. It's just, oh, my um, God. That was the last thing with Jim, honestly. Like, I, 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 I texted him the other day, and I said... We were just going back and forth and stuff. I said, do you, I go, do you remember the last sign-off? He goes, the, the, the duck. I remember. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I, I remember that it was. I was like devastated. It was, and it was funny because we didn't even live in because we live in Amherstburg now, right? So it was here in Amherstburg, and I was talking to my good buddy Ann Rhoda from um, town of Amherstburg and tourism Amherstburg here, and uh, had her on for the quick two minutes to what, where, when, why kind of thing. And uh, you know, we did the duck wasn't even there yet. We had to run some viz of it at uh, other locations, but I'll never forget that. That was the last sign off. I feel so I, sorry for you. Yeah, well, <laughs> like, like, like that. It was that really put a downer on the whole podcast. The whole two hours long. I just it was sad because I, I remember like I, I did the sign off and then I said goodbye and then I remember stopping at Bullseye Pizza here in Amherstburg and I got a slice on the way home into South Walkerville and oh. uh, I'll, I'll never forget that for as long as I did. I just remember because I'm like, that's awesome. I'm not going to experience the big duck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. The fact that it wasn't even there, like that, that just makes it so sad. We were standing, Jim. I'm actually right behind behind me. You, you'll see. There's nothing. They're fully a big duck. It's so big you don't even get in that the makes, picture. That makes all the inflatables make so much more sense too. You're just you're always just chasing. I'll show them. I'll show them. I wake up in a cold sweat. I'm like, I'm like duck. <laughs> that was Arms's origin story. That's his origin story. The evil villain. And that's why I need to have all the inflatables. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. <laughs> As I turned into Adam Sandler. So. Yeah. Uh, man. <sighs> Good times. Well, gents, um, now that we've talked about ducks. Um, do we need to do a quick one recap? one thing. What's that? 
No, I, was like, I thought you were wrapping up. I'm like, do we need to do a recap? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, no, no, honestly, like, I mean, you look back on things in the last like three or four years, I, you know, four or five years, they go, what are the, what, what are some things you're looking forward to for 2022 and, and beyond? You know, what are things that you, you hope not only for your, for yourself and your families and, and, and your loved ones, but certainly for, you know, what you guys each do representing different sectors uh, here in, in the region and, I think, Adriano, I think you I obviously want things to get back to somewhat of a new normal, right? Uh, there's never going to be another normal, or at least from what we thought it was, in my opinion, anyways. I, it's going to sound kind of sad, and I'm happy you, you chose me first, just so everyone else can cheer up the mood after <laughs> after I lay a, like a downer of a, uh, of a mention. But like, the last two years were really, really shit. Like, really, really shit. And, like, everyone, okay, you have money in a rainy day fund, but, like, no one anticipates a two-plus-year rainy day. And and so, like, really, at this point, all I'm hoping for in 2022 is just survival. At this point, is just making it through and, and, and hopefully making it a little better than what 2021 was and that 2021 is kind of the, the bottoming out. Because I, I, from a tourism standpoint, so I'm probably going to have a lot of people that if they watch this, that would hate me saying this. But like Win- Windsor isn't a big destination for, for tourism. Like, yes, we can do it. We we can do the, the best that we can to draw people in. But for the most part, local is still our bread and butter and all the businesses, even though they get lots of tour, they do get lots of tourists coming in. Um, local is still the bread and butter that they have to rely on. Uh, and so when no one is really traveling to the area the locals aren't going anywhere but as things reopen the locals are wanting an escape and are going to start venturing out into other areas versus doing you know the the buy local or do local support local that they've been trying to do for the last two years i really think it's going to be a a big slap in the face for a lot of businesses ours included um that i'm hoping i'm wrong but they have so for the next year i'm just like survival that's all I'm focusing on is trying to trying to ma- adapt and make a switch that still makes us relevant uh, and and brings in revenue um, while uh, while things are still adapting because I don't think tourism really is going to come back till 2023 2024 to some extent so still going to be a, a long haul for a lot of businesses. But that, that's that's what I'm hoping for, not just for ourselves, but for a lot of people that we work with as well. Adam? Yeah, you know, this year I think, um, obviously I overcame a, a ton of personal stuff. Um, and so next year for me is, is about the maintenance, right? So over the last couple of years, it's 170 pounds that I'm down now. Um, and the tough part uh, for anyone that's lost over 100 pounds is, is keeping it off um, and, and making it stick. And there's a billion reasons why it, it's very hard to do. Um, and so just making sure that I'm keeping it sustainable. I think one of the biggest things that I'm looking forward to in 2022, my calendar ran away from me uh, this past year. And Adriano's smiling because he's he's oftentimes the brunt of it where he's like, hey, want to hang out? And I'm like, yeah, but I'll never see you in the next 12 months. So um but the the next year, 2022, has to be a year for me where I, I, I take a, a lot better care of how I'm spending my time and how I'm splitting it and how I'm giving it out. 
um, and just getting a lot more intentional about uh, about that kind of thing. So, and I'm going into it with such a great plan. And WeTech has these incredible plans for for the next year. Um, we're going to be, uh, you know, lots of exciting things that are coming down the pipe and uh, lots of cool growth. So, uh, looking forward to that. Well, God bless you, man. I mean, I I. I... I complain to carry about all the time about how I got to, I mean, I packed it on huge. I mean, I probably gained probably about 30 pounds this past year. Um, call it a dad bot or whatever, but like for you dude, call it the COVID-19. It's fine. Well, I mean, for you, man, to lose like basically a person, like God bless you for kicking ass and taking names while doing it. And I think that's a testament to your character and, you know, you just got to keep it up because you got to be feeling good about it. I know you're feeling great about it. And, I mean, you've inspired a lot of people, including myself, to kind of say, okay, no excuses, right? You got to get it done. Yeah, for sure. I think, honestly, Arms, if I could offer uh, like one nugget of advice today, it's uh, shift the mindset from that idea of like, I got to go get this done to the gym. I got to go get it done. I got to go work out. I got to get this time in. I got to get some cardio in to like, I get the opportunity to. I have the ability. My body moves and allows me to do this stuff. So I want to put the time in and, and get out there and, and do it while I can. Because that's the other thing too. And, and Ian, you know, we we're talking about it earlier is like, do you ever think about stuff that, you know, what are those magic moments that you don't realize are the magic moments and then you're living past them and you wish right. you could go back. Our bodies are like that. Like another five years, another 10 years, it's so much harder to get to the gym. So having that opportunity now to, and it doesn't have to be the gym. It can be long walks. It can be whatever, bike rides. Um, but, but shifting the mindset, right, from I have to to I, I get to. Um, and don't set any New Year's resolutions, not a single one. Set intentions for what you're going to do in the next year. Um, people never follow resolutions. And the other thing is, too, if you've got something on your list of like, I'm going to do this in 2022, literally start tomorrow. The minute you wake up, start even a tiny fraction of what you want to do in the next year, start at it and, and get it under your belt because it's – it's a much harder sort of, there's a process that happens in your brain where once you reach a goal, then you have no incentive to go past it. So if you don't set a goal, you just sort of set intentions and set a way that you really want to be, you're probably going to end up closer to your mark. And that isn't to say you're, you're going to not fail either. Like I, I stumble all the time. I, I overeat constantly, um, but it's the right foods and it's the, the, you know, you're still doing the weight loss stuff. You're still doing the exercise. You're still putting in the time, right? So it's uh yeah. It's all a combo. Holy fuck, you turned into Tony Robbins there. Well, <laughs> it's good. I, I I know I'm hearing it. I'm like, it all makes Tony sense, Robbins right? And I, I love the mindset thing too, dude. It's like it's 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 I, I was reading something on the other day about that. And it's like, you know, it's not I have to, right? Like, oh God, I gotta get up and I gotta get Liam up or stuff. It's like, no, I get to. I get to do that. I get to do this, I get to do that, right? So God bless you, man. Um, Ian, hard to remember you? all um, the time. <laughs> well, it's tough, right? It's it's you just gotta kind of remember, just like say, hey, I'm I'm able to do it. But Ian, what about exactly. you, man? Uh, yeah, no, I mean we got a lot uh, coming into the next year. Um, personally, I think that just our family structure is obviously i mean most most important number one for us but um now my son miller who's four um he's older than mason was and he's older than and we've had miller longer than we knew mason and he's mason's now been gone longer than um you know miller's been alive right so it's just it's 
that kind of key is kind of difficult for Chantel and I, and uh, for us watching Miller grow up older than his brother ever was is new territory for us, right? His language is developed more than Mason was. And, um, and then just learning how they interact with Mason and knowing that Mason's not here um, and how Miller's kind of absorbing that, you know, what happened to him and asking questions about what he went through. And um, I think navigating that as a parent is the most, is pretty difficult in trying to figure out how do we explain it to him properly or how does he understand it and how are we still continuing to factor Mason into our lives um, moving forward is, is probably the hardest part and keeping him up to date. Obviously we've done a pretty good job of keeping him relevant for our, our life and keeping him a part of our everyday. Uh, but um, seeing them grow up and asking more is kind of like the challenge parent wise of uh, that and just including him, you know, more in all of our, day to day is, is really important. And then uh, for the foundation wise, um, yeah, we're really looking at is I'm really interested to see how this whole, I mean, we're involved in a lot of uh, grant research and funding of large scale uh, research programs, and things like that. And we have donated quite a bit to setting up some of these grant processes. And I'm curious as to how that whole dynamic will shift now that the world was able to pummel out, pummel out, you know, a vaccine and do this and do this so effectively and quickly. And yeah, of course we're in a pandemic and we need to do something and all this, but I'm really curious as to how the aftermath of that will affect all the other drug designs that have been, you know, held up from, um, you know, all the FDA approvals and rehashing old drugs to create new drugs. And that's how the whole research um, kind of engine has been turning for years and years and years. So I'm, I'm curious if this shift in will change anything for, you know, in terms of cancer therapeutics uh, in the future, or people have quicker access to, you know, more experimental drugs that are given, you know, no options anymore. And so I think for us looking at what we can potentially fund that might end up getting picked up faster into clinical trial, I think will be really cool. So we'll be kind of keeping our eye out for those kind of like big changes. And, and it's one of those like things that, again, the band-aids are, are on everything. You know, every illness has a little band-aid on it. There's not a great cure for a lot of things. So I'm curious to see what, um, what, things will come out from this kind of new dynamic of shifting uh, how drugs get designed and made available to people. So uh, that's my, my biggest kind of curiosity moving forward. And also I'm really hoping, you know, if things kind of calm down pandemic wise, I can get back to visiting kids in the hospital. Cause that's something I have, I've, we've been doing pivoting like at kids' houses in the area, sending video messages and, and things like that. But I really miss dressing up and having like one-on-one -on -one cool interactions with kids in hospital that, you know, that have been there for so long. And just doing that is, is kind of, that's really sucked. <laughs> I will say this, I think on behalf of the three of us, at least, um, I would imagine people watching live stream or, or re-watching or listening to it, um, you and Chantel are amazing parents. Right? Oh, I, 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 I see it. I mean, I know she and Carrie talk on Facebook and the Instagram, the um, gram. you know, all those things. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I think you guys are great parents. And I think, you know, Miller and Piper are very lucky to have you guys as uh, mom and dad. Right? So I appreciate that. Um, and I think the the foundation is just a, it's an amazing charity. And I, 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 I think you guys are doing incredible work, right? Um, just being on the receiving end of that, very, 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 very minuscule, right? In terms of some of the challenges that we've had, 
um, compared to other families here locally who've had challenges over the years. I think you guys are providing uh, what I like to call sort of God's blanket sometimes, right? providing some comfort for, for families who are really uh, in need of it. So uh, kudos to you guys. I think it's uh, it's an amazing thing what you guys are doing. So. I actually have a cool okay, story about Ian, even though Ian, I, want you to I've tell never, it, yeah. I don't think I've ever met you in person before. No. Uh, I may have like seen you. So I, I used to volunteer quite a bit for Ronald McDonald House. I'm still on the board for Southwestern Ontario, mm. but was part of Red Shoe here. So I think we saw you at a couple events, but it was, we were volunteering one day. It was one of my favorite parts about being at the house as well and or volunteering at the house and um, if kids, as, as you know, if kids have siblings in, they can go in and pick something out of the toy closet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's later this like magical sort of moment, right. For the kids. And, uh, so we're there and, uh, a kid got out a, a, a toy and I think it was a captain America. And I said something like, is he your favorite? And he said, no, he's not my favorite. I like captain America, but not this one. And I was like, well, I don't even know what that means. What, what captain America do you like? And he's like, well, I like Mason's dad the best. He's my favorite. And I guess you had visited uh, his brother uh, in hospital at the time. And you made such an impression that's on so that crazy. kid that he was like, that's his level of who he thinks is a hero is you. You're the, you're the pinnacle of that, which is nuts, right? And, uh, but um, yeah, I mean, you just wild. <laughs> you make such a difference out there. It's so, it's so, so cool to see. And how quickly... Fightly Mason took off as well from from everything that happened to how much it's grown to how much now it's in all of these different locations and you're sort of you know yeah. growing it there's this huge groundswell it's just uh it's so so cool to to see thanks yeah it, it is kind of surreal sometimes that's a great story thank you <laughs> thank you for sharing that and like I said so I, I I probably I almost remember every kid I visit like exactly right so I I wish I could put a face to to him so I wish cool. I could see him I just, I, and that's why I love the show, right? I love, I, it, it's, I love doing this and Carrie, you know, she gets it, right? I said, you know, I'm very lucky to do what I do and, and have the people in my life that I have. And, you know, to, you know, for me in 2021, it's, it, it's really been a door opening experience for me to say, I think I've said it to all three of you guys when you're on the show, uh, specifically for your, our own topics. It's like, you know, a resounding thing for t me for 2021 is like, it's not who's going to ride with you in the limo. It's who's going to ride with you on the bus. And when you have good people in your life and people that you can, it's like that spider sense to go back to spider a little bit where you can tell in your gut that these are good people, right? They may not be perfect and nobody is, but you know, they're good people and they're going to be able to, you know, help you out and you can help them out. I think that's why I love doing this show so much. And I, I kind of said to Melanie, you know, uh, you know, when I came on board from the Humane Society, I said, listen, I'm, I, I really want to do this podcast thing. And she goes, yeah, that's totally fine. I've, I've worked with you for a number of years. I know what you're capable of and I'm happy for you to, to do it. Um, and, and I think that's been a real blessing in my life. It's because I've, I've missed this connection. I know when I was at, uh, another organization doing some broadcasting, it was very uh, clinical in the sense where you, you couldn't, it was frowned upon to have relationships with people. Uh, you know, I, I don't operate like that. I've never operated like that. And I think where I'm able to do this without any kind of lens of, uh, you know, answering to somebody, I can just kind of do things. It's, it's, it's like Adam just said, you know, I can connect Adam with, you know, Adriano and, and, and Ian and make these connections happen. I think it's, it's, it's a blessing. 
um, for me personally, for 2022 is getting back to doing a lot of things that fill my glass. Um, you know, I, I, I can only be a good father and a good husband when I feel whole. And, 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 and really outside of all the crap that's out there and there's a lot, you know, it's, it's really surrounding yourself with good people who want the same things as you. And I think, uh, you know, you know, when Adam, you made that comment about, you know, small town politics, it's like, I'll, I'll never, I'll never do the politician thing. It's just like, not, not going to happen. Right. Cause I, I, I want to see like results, right. Like yeah. I, I pride myself in, and and walking and, and really finding out where the issues are and try to figure it out and how can we make this happen captain right it's like i i always say to people like time is running out for all of us um it's how you want to spend it right so if i can carve out two hours and 22 minutes and 56 seconds 57 seconds now with three of three <laughs> gentlemen that i respect uh i think that's time well spent to wrap up uh you know close to 400 hours worth of content over the last like seven months. Agreed. So, um, you know, it's a blessing. And I think that's the world needs more of that. So that's my two cents, my hallmark moment. Well, and congrats on everything you managed to do with the podcast this year too. Like it, that wasn't a small feat to start something in the middle of a pandemic. And especially when I think people need to connect more than ever and connect with, with the positive and the good. Cause I think there's, man, there's a lot of disinformation out there and there's a lot of, I think people that have uh, drank the Kool-Aid, so to speak, on on different issues. And, you know, we've never been more divided, right? So it's cool to have, especially local voices that continue to get, you know, coverage and continue to hear their stories told in our community. Stuff It's so important because we're, you know, you and I have this conversation all the time. Media is not what it used to be and, and it's continuing to vanish. And if we don't have the opportunity to tell stories about Fight Like Mason or Windsor Eats or WeTech, uh, we don't have anything. Like there's, there's no ability for us to have reach, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's crucial, crucial. Thanks. Can I make I a suggestion? That, Can I make a suggestion yeah. for an episode uh, in 2022? Can it be like? <laughs> I know this is lie, <laughs> Adam. What are you laughing at, Adam? I just know it's, it's gonna be something ridiculous. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm either gonna be offended or delighted. I don't know which. But I, I'm here for <laughs> it anyway. Great. I, I, I would say take your two passions. I would love to see an episode where you're actually out in the community, dressed as superheroes. You and Ian together, since uh, since he he likes going uh, cosplay as well, and like I don't know, fighting local crime. You had okay. everybody got, here until that point. We're like, yes, yes, okay. yes, fighting it. No, here's the thing. No, here's no. the thing about that. No, 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 no. Seriously, seriously. Arms is there was, we it. had a superhero. <laughs> I remember we that. I remember that. He was uh, the Crimson Canuck yes. in downtown Windsor. And the yes. guy looked like a, a Canadian flag threw up on Spider-Man. And he was legit superhero. Rich Garten actually had an exclusive one-on-one with him back in 2013. I will find you the link. Because I remember he used to come, when we used to broadcast live out of A-Channel on the corner of uh, Olette and Tecumseh, Adriano, when we used to do Windsor uh, Arms Eats out there in the front before we moved to the Bell Building. Um, Adam, I got to send this, you'd flip out. This guy would walk behind our things. And I said, he looked like Spider-Man with like a Indiana Jones coat and a hat. And and he's like, yeah, I'm the Crimson Canuck. And that was like a whole thing. I, I got to, I'll find the link. But to I answer your question, yes. <laughs> uh, like I will hold the camera. Yes. I will record it if you need it to happen. I will be there recording and holding the Adam will hold the boom mic so we can get the audio. 
You know, that's one of the things about the show, though, is like I'm hoping, crossing my fingers, that um, something comes through in the next two to three weeks where I, we can make an announcement that I can – to do the show takes time. It takes resources. It takes – you know, I'm lucky to call up people like you guys and say, hey, you want to be on? Okay, cool. Boom. But if we can do sort of those on-site segments – um, I'm hoping we can justify that in terms of time and resources. So I'm hoping something comes through. Um, if that happens, it's kind of like I say to people all the time, like David Letterman has a show on Netflix where he'll like interview somebody one-on-one and then they'll cut to a seven minute segment in the field, uh, with, with them. So I'm hoping that'll happen for season two, but I really appreciate you guys coming on. I know I called and there was never any hesitation to say, Hey, can, can you come on and uh, be a part of something like this? There was never any hesitation on any of you guys uh, to say, yeah, I want to be associated with somebody called arms movement. Like, so to me and my family, that meant the world to us. And uh, I personally just want to thank the three of you guys, not only for being stand up individuals, but to just be great, great people to know and call friends. Uh, it's meant a lot to me over the last year. It's meant a lot to my son and my wife too. So Thank you so much for just being great people. Thank you. First minutes. Yeah, I'm going to jump a little bit. Sure. I hesitate about coming on every single time. You <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, God, Pina, that garland, man. Like, enough. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, he keeps messaging me. Like, how, how do I get him off my back? <laughs> I'm, I'm not you were like, hey, do you want to be on the the ABP? And I was like, sure. What what is that? And you're like, no, that's my podcast. And I was like, yeah, no, no, hundred percent. I'm in, man. Don't yeah, worry what's about that? it. Hey, man, yeah. can you use that yeah, hashtag? So it's <laughs> after I'd already been on the show, you sent me that message, and I was like, I don't know what ABP is, but it sounds great. I'm in. You're like, no, no, literally, it's my podcast. Like you've been on. Oh, it's so embarrassing, idiot. <laughs> is there like a vaccine oh. for the ABP? Yeah, that was like, oh, why am I like this? <laughs> Joey's is a good friend, though, that he, he was already getting into. He was already said yes before he even knew what it was. He's like, yeah, 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 I'm good. Sure. Exactly. Yeah, 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 sure. I'm, I'm, I'm in. Is that I'm some in. sort of Filipino dancing group? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so like, I would be in dish? on that. I don't know. I would be in on that. Yeah. Oh, it's God bless you. Anyway, so I know that – here's the thing. I know I've got – Adam, you're on in like three weeks from now anyway. So um, Am I? Yeah. <laughs> That's delightful. That's uh, when? That's it. That's it. And I got uh, I got a bunch of you guys in rotation here over the next little bit. But anyways, I just wanted to say thank you so much. Thank you for making this year successful. And uh, God bless the three of you guys. Uh, happy holidays. Happy New Year to you. And I'm sure I'll be in contact soon in the group oh, chat. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Thanks, everyone. Appreciate it, gents. It was great hanging nice out chat, with boys. all three of you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. That is Adriano, Adam, and... Ian from Fight Like Mason joining us here on the show. Great guys. Um, you know, one of the things I love from the whole scenario with these guys is that they really do care about uh, the community and they're doing some amazing stuff for Windsor Essex as a whole as well. So you can find a little bit more about uh, their different organizations. I've got their links up on the website too. Check it out for yourself. Uh, you can also find out more at armswomenlike.com. Well, that's going to do it for season one. Thank you so much for joining us here on the show. If you're uh, just joining us, you can find past episodes on our uh, website, which is armswomenlike.com. And uh, we'll be back on Tuesday, January 4th, 2020, with season two as we open things up as well. So have a great new year. Um, happy New Year's to you. And thanks for watching and being a part of this, this podcast experience 
for Windsor-Essex County on the Arms of Moonlight Project. Thank you. <music>